Cinema, yeah, and this is episode 14. I'm here with my homeboy Bat 32. What's up, buddy? Not a whole hell of a lot, man. Sticking in here. Uh, you sticking it in here? <laughs> sticking it in. Well, it's yes. Like, holy fuck, we're trying to do the show right now. Insert, man. insert here. I got a, uh, I got a uh, porno rocking in the background. 42nd Street Pete. We're gonna review that on the show oh, in cool, a little yeah. bit. But yeah, I got that rocking in the background. Some dirty ass. Uh, random gross loop uh from the 70s rocking right now so yeah talk about a last minute review <laughs> well yeah watch i wanted to talk about it i guess it's porno so we really you don't you just watch the fucking and so what are you going to review like the guy had three zits on his ass and the chick had a hairy bush like it has a little bit more content than uh, modern day pornos do i guess so okay it's not all winking assholes and shit like that <laughs> They're real people. They're real sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get like, into uh, it. <laughs> all right, man. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I hope everyone enjoyed the last show. I know uh, I'm I'm hoping the quality on this one's a lot better. I know our Skype are getting full bars right now. And the last show I listened to it, and man, did I sound like fucking shit. Yeah, it sounded like asshole shit out of an asshole shit out of an asshole, and I was completely disappointed with it. And then ate for breakfast by another asshole, yeah. So, right. It's fucking pretty terrible. Well, your your end was good. Me, I just, I sounded like I was getting throat fucked by David Hess or something. Like, Yeah, it definitely sounded like you were in a blender and shit. Like, <laughs> it was terrible, dude. I felt really bad about that whole episode, and... But hey, you know, it was late and like we just tried to fucking get something out there. And I know the boys uh, D and fucking Andy, the dream warrior, had a cannon corner cooked up. So, oh, they saved the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that really did save the show. Yeah. Fucking thumbs up to D and Andy. Yeah. They fucking came up to bat, fucking bottom of the ninth pitch hitter and they fucking hit it out of the park for us. Like 
Because fucking, I went 0 for 4 in that game. Yes, yes, exactly. And uh, I think they're cooking up something here. I don't know. Uh, I think we should have another return of Cannon Corner this week. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure what the boys are going to be covering, but I'm sure, hey, it's Cannon Corner. It's going to be something great. I have an idea, and I think if it's, uh, like, D was kind of spilling the beans the other night, and if it's what they're thinking of going with, I think it's going to fit in really nice with the whole theme of the show, besides munchies, really. (laughs) But we'll get to that. That's fucking just gold. That's fucking rolled three times in Panama Red. That stuff's so good. Well, let's. I guess we could get into what this this episode is going to be about. It. We decided to kind of go with another uh, wild card, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild cards, man. I. What the fuck? People seem to like them, and yeah, we just went with some shit we hadn't seen and give us a reason to watch one of these films, like Contraband, Little Lucio Fulci. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Had that kicking yeah. around the collection for a while. Mm-hmm. I know. I haven't watched it. Like, what's the matter, Lucio? You haven't watched me yet. But, yeah, we got around to you, Lucio, so don't, don't worry. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, it was, it was kind of a request. Who I can't remember. Somebody wrote in. Was it uh, Zach, wrote, Zach Wells? Or somebody wrote in and requested this film, uh, Fight for Your Life, 1977. Might even have been Greg May. Yeah, it might have been Greg, actually. Yeah, you might be right. I can't remember. Sorry, guys, if I can't remember. My mind's foggy, so... Fucking, yeah, like, we don't we don't keep fucking notes or anything. We don't save any of the emails. Like, we're, we're kind of fly by night, so yeah. Someone requested it though, so yeah. By popular demand, it's fight for your life. Exactly, but uh, for VHS, it always makes me think of Hulk Hogan. Oh, just really? The title, just like fight for your life. Oh, because of the know. theme song. You think maybe the uh, it the... don't make me think of like Hulk Hogan, like wrestling. Just the the, the one part of the theme song. I don't know. It's Maybe sounds kind of stupid, but yeah, it's kind of a weird comparison. I'm sure uh, Hulk Hogan probably wouldn't want to be associated with this film, though. <laughs> he, he would have made a fucking cool fucking uh, what was that dude's name? Fuck, I forget already. I just watched it half hour ago. <laughs> he would have made a cool cane. <laughs> eh, maybe he, yeah. he might have been able to pull it off. But uh... oh, listen here, Deputy Dog. Like, fuck, yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> I think he probably would have fit in better in our VHS vault selection, actually. That film was probably more up his alley during that time period, huh? Well, I'm sure he was in one of the sequels. But yeah, like, one of my childhood favorites, uh, Munchies, man. Roger Corman yeah. produced. Yeah, it's a Gremlins ripoff. It's a lot of fun from 1987. We're going to have a little discussion about that as well. Yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, I thought this was goofy as all hell. I didn't check this out when I was a kid. I guess I was a Gremlins fan, more or less. You were still swimming in the sack? Gremlins and Critters. No, 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 no. This came out a year after I was born, but... uh... (laughs) You 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 were watching fucking... Astro Boy and shit like that, probably. Astro Boy, what? What the fuck is that? You never seen Astro Boy, motherfucker? That's like old school, like, uh, Japanese fucking anime cartoon for kids. I don't know, Can't say I have. The only anime I think I remember seeing early on was, like, Speed Racer or whatever. So. Oh, okay. I like that, uh, just to get off topic. What is it, like, Iron Man fucking video, Ghostface Killer? It's got, like, Speed Racer cuts in it and stuff. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. fuck yeah. That was my foosball song, man. I'd run that song in the background, and by the time it was over, I'd have ten goals. And 
fuck, the table was mine. It hyped you up, huh? Oh, fuck yeah, it would just get me flowing. But right yeah, on. get off topic. But yeah, I had a little something else I wanted to bring up, too. Like, uh, finally got some shit in the mail today. It's not really random finds or nothing, but uh, I guess if you can find one of these, it would be a random find now. But it's uh, that yeah, that new Code Red uh, Rituals DVD. Motherfucker just came out. I was going to mention it on the last show, like because it was just released April 5th. And I kind of spaced on it, and uh, yeah, it's out of print already. Going for fucking, like, what? You seen them for like 50 bucks or so? Well, on Amazon, it was marked down from 50 something, 56, 52 to 28, I think 28.99 maybe. So mm-hmm. almost 30 bucks now it's going for. And the Amazon said five, five copies left, left in stock. Uh, so yeah, uh, that fucker went quicker than quick. I didn't even know it was out yet. So, cause they stopped. You got to well, came under the radar. Well, you got to remember they stopped announcing their titles because they said that they were tired of fanboys complaining about release dates. So now you didn't even know the fucker came out and it's already out of print. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's the thing with rituals too. Like it was back in uh, what what uh, December two thousand nine that Rumorg magazine like ran a big article about rituals and like had some had a whole bunch of like kind of remembering the movie and shit for its. uh, was supposed to be its dvd debut back then and then it fucking kind of got buried never happened and uh yeah it kind of made rue morgue look a fool by uh jumping the gun by almost like two years they're popping the story when the dvd never even came out well they're excited fanboys over there and like i it just remind i mean just uh rue morgue you know uh jumping the gun and stuff it just kind of reminds me of um uh profondo cinema they talked about a horror hound where they had a top hundred where it was obvious it was just fanboys yeah i got that one and you know romero's like in the top five so yeah yeah they didn't know what they're talking about to an extent but i mean come on if i mean if you're a horror fan i mean come on that's yeah you should know that if you don't you're a fucking moron but at the same time i mean i think a lot of fanboys are just they jump the gun with things, and it's like, man, this this genre is uh, you can't set your clock, you can't set your watch by it, you know. Oh no, definitely not. Like, well, like there's not a lot of money. Like uh, a lot of us know, fucking, there's not a lot of money put into these releases, and uh, yeah, like these aren't big companies putting it out. Like these are guys putting it like with bank loans and shit, putting this money together. So shit takes time. Well, what did we say? We thought. Code Red might have been, because, uh, I mean, these guys are fucking dirty at this point. You can tell they're fucking dirty, and I wouldn't be surprised. And, Trying like, to I make a say, buck now, yeah. Yeah, they were setting, maybe maybe they set a couple of these cases aside, you know, who knows, maybe 200, 300 of these DVDs, and they're going to sit here and slow play these fuckers on eBay and, and exploit the fans even further because, what, they want to make back the money they lost on Slithus? Is that, is that what they're doing? Possibly, yeah. Like I've, not, I've read a few places where they bitched about like how people were saying, oh, we need to release a Slithis, and they released it, and no one bought the motherfucking thing. Like, me and 15 other people bought it. Well, I mean, I know what's happening, and Pete, just 42nd Street Pete complains about it all the time, is what happened was one fan got a hold of the fucking movie, he threw it up on a torrent site, and everyone bootlegged it. Yeah, all of a sudden, no one, no one wants it anymore, because... They all fucking got a copy from their buddy, and mm. the first, yeah, the first fifteen people pay for it, and the rest just steal from them. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and that's what happens in this day and age with DVDs and shit. And it's that's what kind of happened. I see happening right now with Hobo with a shotgun, you know. And it's like these guys should know that they should never release a film in this day and age on video on demand. It'll kill your film faster than anything. People are going to bootleg it, and when the DVD comes out, they're not going to give a fuck. Mm, wow. I'll I'm, be waiting to buy it. Yeah, but I'm all about the DVD when that fucker comes out because, you know, I've seen bootlegs floating around out there, and, you know, you're never going to get the DVD quality. I mean, you can, but fuck, dude. I want extra features. The, you know, I want that two-disc. Yeah, with these cats that did Hobo with a Shotgun, though, like, they're just happy people are excited about their movie, and they're trying to get their name out there. And, like, this might be, like, almost like Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Like, it made not going to make name, any but money, but it's going to make, make a fame. Yeah, they didn't make a lot of money off it, but they, they got their fame, and they get their foot in the door and get to start doing what they want, get some budget maybe, some backing, like... It's it's all good, I think. Like, yeah, I think good, I agree with Canadian you. Canadian boys that. and shit. So, I hope they go, make their. I hope, they, go, man. I hope they at least make their money back. Because if they don't make their money back, nobody's gonna fuck with them again. Well, and that's the they'll, problem. They'll, they'll make their money back. Like the budget ain't that. I haven't seen it yet, but the budget ain't that big. Like it's got to be I over just, a mil. I mean, I've seen them oh, yeah. quite a few times. It's got to be over a mil. So it'll make that back. Yeah. I know, I'm just happy with the state, like, of Canadian exploitation right now with, like, Ryan Nicholson pumping out the ex- exploitation he does and uh, this Jason Eisner. Or yeah. J- yeah, it's yeah. Jason Eisner. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, he's awesome. Like, he's just an up-and-comer. Like, Tree Vange was great. It's got J-Rock from Trailer Park Boys in it, and I'm pumped for Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, like, J-Rock's and was it J- was we come to the conclusion it was J-Rock and Ricky. Hobo or Ricky? Okay. Ricky, you said that. But well, from what you described, yeah, me, it like, I'm not the I'm not the big huge uh, you know Trailer Park Boys fan, but <laughs> not the Trailer Park Boys aficionado like. Hey, I, I had a feeling it was one of those guys though, because I've seen a couple episodes. So, oh, well, you said the fat guy. I thought you meant Philadelphia Collins at first. Well, he's kind of heavy. I guess I wouldn't see a fat guy, but he's kind of chubby. I guess you know. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, I'm. Just to be off topic again, yeah, I'm just excited, like, fucking Canada, man. We're bringing back the exploitation shit. Don't fuck with us. Like, give me some money. I'll fucking show you cats. So I had an idea today, man. I'll kick I'll kick it on you later, man, because you got video camera. You can film this with your buddies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fuck, it'll, it'll make the grease flow, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking for a great, like, exploitation film idea, you know? That's what's... That's kind of hobo, you know, hobo with a shotgun, you know, uh, that's what it was well, this all idea, around, you know, so. This idea that I have, it would be something you could shoot over time because it's like an anthology of, it's like a revenge anthology, but the twist is just, I don't know, it's, it, 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 it's good, man. It's like, uh, fuck, I don't want to say anything. Fucking yeah, so yeah, save, save it up. for later. Yeah, save it for later because you never know. Fuck, I can hear the pens fucking scratching already. People are trying to rip me off. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off, you fucking shark biters. No. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I don't really have much else to say. Uh, well, uh, we, did have a, we, we did have a question yeah. from Greg. I think we forgot to get into. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't forgot about that. Oh, okay. I've been about like my news and rituals and oh right. and yeah when nightmare and a damaged brain comes out grab fuck, that fucker 
Yeah, buy it. Don't like, even I'm, hesitate. I'm gonna buy 15 copies, like one. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna do something like I might buy two, but. <laughs> well, fuck! I'm gonna buy them just so I can get buried with them because I know they'll go out of print. Yes. Well, I'll you know, buy them. Be great stocking. Just so stuff. they don't go to eBay and shit like that. Like, fuck! I'll sell them to fans that like it for what I paid for them. Right. Three years down the road, just so they can have a copy. You know, that'd be stand-up with you if you did that. Well, I am stand-up. Like, fucking... I have a halo over my head. I, I'm greasy as fuck, but... Yeah. Like, I, I try try to make amends. I'm like, uh... The Boondock Saints. Like, I do greasy shit, and I don't kill people, but... <laughs> at, at the end of the day, I say my prayers. Fucking do my Our Father, and away I go. Fuck. Off to the next hooker. <laughs> Spoken like a true poet. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, I... Fuck it, uh, you may as well talk about this porno, you're, unless you're, you ain't done whipping your shit right now, like, you're probably well, watching it, so, so um, you're probably, probably well, no, I'm just watching it. And stuff. Well, basically, uh, I forgot Here, get, to mention it, uh, get the paper towel and clean yourself up, and, uh, <laughs> put it on pause, and we'll do the review for it. Right, dust everything, sleaze the cum off the case and shit, right, yeah. Yee, yee, yee. Going behind the curtain too much now, brother. Well, uh, I wanted to talk about it on last week's show, but, like, I don't know, the, just the shitty connection felt like we needed a rush, and, like, I I don't know. I just rushed on through and totally forgot about it, but I did go up to uh, 42nd Street Pete's table and uh, checked out some of his wares, and uh, we bullshitted. He, he hooked me up with his, uh, his info and shit, his little calling card and shit, so. Nice. Yeah, real cool, laid-back cat. Actually. That's a good guy to have on your side, man. Good dude to have on your side. Definitely. If, if, you're, in, if you're into sleaze and exploitation, fuck. Do some movie trading with Pete if you can. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this guy's got, like, real 35-millimeter prints of this shit, 16, 8 mil, you know, super 8-millimeter. I mean, this guy's... The real deals, yeah. Yeah, he's got the real collection, underground collection, but uh, this DVD, he recommended it. My old lady wanted to get something. I didn't think she knew what kind of sleazy shit he had, though, and... Uh, yeah, it ain't the kind of shit you're going to watch with your old lady and expect some well, loving. Oh! Like, like, I showed mine breaking point because she wanted to... Gee, I don't know. It was, it was funny, if anything. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, with this situation, and Pete... I'm sure Pete, this is uh, better, though. Pete recommended this DVD, and uh, boy, thank you, Pete. 42nd Street Pete, thank you so much for recommending this DVD, because mm. I had a blast with this fucker. I had a buddy over, and uh, we were watching it out here, just threw it in, and uh, basically what it is, is an, he does, like, intros at the beginning and shit, like, and there's a commentary and whatnot on it, but... Uh, he, uh, nice beats doing commentary to the porno. Well, he does a commentary, nice. which is a um, basically it's a brief because the porno's porno is only like an hour long. You know, porno is well, yeah. that long. It's only an hour long, but uh, he it's basically filler, yeah. he basically um, with another film historian dude or whoever the fuck the guy was narrating the DVD. Him and another there. pervert. <laughs> some some guy, I don't know who the fuck, I can't remember who he was, but uh, Pete basically within an hour gives like the whole rundown of his history on 42nd Street. And uh, it's, man, it had me enthralled. I've listened to it like three fucking times because it's just great. He's like giving you all these throwback stories and where everything was and how he ran a prompt in 42nd Street. And it's 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 got everything, man. 
And that's not even just the fucking movie. The movie is... Well, it'd be worth it just for that shit if you're like yeah. the exploitation and uh, the whole history of 42nd Street and stuff. Exactly. And, I mean, this DVD, uh, I mean, just, I mean, just to get into it, like, the basically what it is is... It's based around these Super 8 uh, millimeter stag films. And what the filmmakers did was they took all these stag film clips, which are just scenes, silent scenes, and um, went and reshot a wraparound story of these cu- this couple that went to like marriage counseling, but the counselor's like trying to get like uh, the old lady to suck her old man's dick and like him to eat her pussy and all this sleazy shit, and they keep watching these videos, and those are what the loops are. So it's all based around that. And these loops are the sleaziest of sleazy, like uh, a daughter fucking her father, but her father basically looks like Captain Hook. He's the sleaziest fucking pirate I've ever seen, and he's like nice fingering her with his hook. And, uh, yeah, we get an appearance of the fly um, from Breaking Point, uh, except he's not landing on a dude's dick in this one. He's landing on the uh, hook. The stinky old uh, hook that's fingering the girl, so... Well, the fly wouldn't have got paid as much for this appearance, then, because, like, unless the fly's into, like, gay porn or whatever. Who knows? He landed on a dick before. Yeah, he landed on a dick, exactly. Wonder what, wonder who, who his agent was. <laughs> I don't know, man, but he got into some of the sleaziest movies back then. Yeah, that fly's been in... I've seen him make a few cameos in old-school pornos. Oh, man, that's... that. I feel sorry for that fly. <laughs> Yeah, he had a good career. <laughs> yeah, he had a good run. But uh, this this DVD also contains um, he, basically 15 uh, bonus stag clips that are just the weirdest shit, like some woman dominatrix leather shit, like making this dude suck the whip and fucking fingering herself with the whip handle and... Nice. I'm watching one Does right now. It says drugged. I don't know what the fuck. This one's drugged. I'm watching somebody tries to drug somebody else and rape them. I mean, so you got steam no, this is a woman raping a then. dude. It looks like here, drink this. And it's just a silent, the weirdest silent clips. It's basically from what he said in the, in the, um, cause he, he basically comes in and gives like an intro to each one of these clips too. That's in the bonus features. And basically, from what he says, is these were the clips where you'd go into the Pete booths, put the fucking coin in, and you'd watch like these whatever three minutes or whatever to beat off to. And this is the shit you would see in those little booths. Well, I was going to ask you if it was the kind of porno you could actually whip your shit to, or. Uh... <laughs> Unless you're like a real deviant pervert motherfucker. I don't know. My buddy was over here, and he was just disgusted because I mean, these are like like look like they went out on the like because some of these like pornos were shot like in forty on Forty Second Street too, and it in the like, back alleys with yeah, and that's hookers what it looks and... like they went out on the street and was like, "Hey, come up here, and we'll pay you fifty bucks to fuck." And yeah, that's... so there's no winking arseholes or slow motion cream pies or anything in it. No, it's pretty raw and just sleazy, dude. Like, the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. I mean, like, the nice. pirate dude, his feet are all filthy and shit, and all, all these people's feet are filthy. Like, they've been running... No, they're they're street outside. people and shit. Ooh. Fucking $10 and a hot dog they got for doing it. 
Yeah, I don't know what these people were paid, but probably not that much. Most of them were probably just fucked for free because they liked the idea of uh, being filmed while having sex. So, mm-hmm. you got high, they got a couple of bucks, they got to get fucked. Right. Yeah, it's all good. It was 42nd Street back in the day. Like, you weren't expecting classy clientele. <laughs> like, uh, shit went down in the back, back alleys and shit, like snuff films even, probably. Who knows? Right, exactly. Yeah, definitely some unsavory shit. But I love this on the back. It says it's got like um, uh, like a marquee, and it says now playing sleaze. So the, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, this would have been right up our alley back in uh, what year did this come out? Uh, who knows? It just says from the seventies. So it'd be various years. Oh, I bet. this Those from clips King- would be from all. Kinko-Rama was, um, the whole film itself was put together in 76. That is the porno, but, like, the clips, you could, who knows where all the clips came from and when they were filmed, you know, the uh, individual ones from the stag reels, so. So that makes me want to check this. I've had this DVD kicking around for probably six years that I bought, and I've never even opened it. It's uh, a something weird video. Mm-hmm. It's it's like some porno kind of thing. It's Dorish Wishman double feature. Yeah, I mean this is pretty like, much a long. I think indecent Pete, desires in my brother's wife. Pete probably knows are. some of these guys that are from something weird because it's all from that from New York and J- New Jersey and shit. Um, and I'm sure it's probably yeah. I'm sure it's probably along the same lines of the kind of shit um, Pete's digging up too as well. Because I got this thing from something weird, which is um, uh, the Church of Satan with Anton LaVey, the whole do- that documentary from the '60s, and then it's got this weird LSD porno thing that's fucking tripped out on there. It's like an hour-long film, and it looks like um, some of the shit Pete's got. Like if you watch some of the trailers on one of his DVDs, like <laughs> since the Kinkorama one, they have this one that's like an LSD porno. Sweet. It sounds like right up my alley, dude. Seriously. So, but Pete's shit is not. His DVDs are not cheap, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Like, I think he gave me a deal because I was like at his table and I was like, well, how much is it? And he's like, eh, fifteen. And I can Man. tell he, yeah, that was a reasonable price. Fifteen ain't that bad, like. What yeah, the fuck? because I went on his website and this fucker goes for twenty eight bucks on his fucking website, and really there's no DVDs less than twenty on there. So yeah, no. he gave me a fucking deal. I'll tell you that right now. Pete's got to eat, man. Like, uh, bottom well, I don't line, him. He makes I'm sure he doesn't out of have his... copy protection on his DVDs. No. I'm sure he's under the same fucking plight. Uh, Everyone else is code red, and the boys they fucking get bootlegged, and not enough people buy them because the fucking the nerds fucking start selling their own copies probably at the same convention. Like who knows? Well, these prints that he's got here, I mean, obviously they're the print is not cleaned up, the scratches or whatever. I mean, you've got line scratches, cigarette burns 40, all over them. Forty Second Street, like we were talking about this on the last show. Uh, how cleaned up do you want a movie that was meant to be grimy in the first place? Not so, at all. Not at yeah, all. You know, exactly. Oh, so. I want it to look like shit. And uh, but I'm I want, not a, I want the experience that they had. Like, I don't want the fucking modern day high definition fucking. I spit on your grave. HD remake, right? Oh, the remake's good, but like the like oh, you're the, talking about the, the, old, the old ones release. on uh, yeah, the old ones on Blu-ray now. But oh, I, I want to see that. yeah, I want to see shit grimy and fucking beat up. Like I want to see it the way they seen it back in the day. Like 
if I want to see something cleaned up and shit like that, I'll watch fucking a new rock movie or something like that. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'll watch the latest fucking action flick or something if I want fancy HD. Yeah, I agree. I think it. I think it really puts you into that um, whole full experience when it's not cleaned up. So, word up. I mean, shit. Look at Death Proof. They're trying to make that shit like uh, scratched up and shit. They're trying to make that shit look old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's. I don't know. It's. Uh, it just don't work. Like, make it cheesy, make it off the wall, but you don't have to try to add the scratches and shit. Like, take your print take it out, throw it in the dirt, piss on it a few times, and then, like, make your DVD prints? I don't know. Well, you know, the one thing that, like, I I think a lot of people, we were getting into, like, file sharing and shit like that for a second there, kind of bootlegging, and I think what that does, I think in the end, what that's going to do in the end is it's going to make guys that have been, because the horror market, for instance, is flooded with fucking bullshit indie garbage, and basically what I think that tells people like that is don't spend money on a pile of crap because honestly people are just going to bootleg it and you'll never make your money back. And I think that kind of makes guys that are going to go spend their life fortune on a piece of garbage and try to sell it out there kind of go out of business, you know? Mm-hmm. So and I think that's a good thing. I don't think these guys making shitty B-movies and trying to sell it to the public and make a quick buck is good either, you know? I think those guys should be run out of fucking town. Well, yeah, they should be shot and pissed on, have their balls hung up by a fucking birch tree, but fuck, <laughs> those, fuck those guys. Like, yeah, guys that love the genre and stuff, fucking, you can tell when you watch their movies. And once in a while, these cats that are out for the quick buck get lucky with a script or something. And it's a good it, idea or it was a good Unintentionally stuff, you know? put out something that's decent, but... Mm-hmm. It ain't because they fucking love the genre. It's just, right, it was just, just an accident, lucky. it was a fluke, right? Motherfuckers got lucky, yeah. And a lot of times, people that really love the genre try to put their heart and soul into something, and it comes out uh, looking shitty, I guess. I think, a lot I think of and if that happens, it. if I think a guy or a gal or anyone puts out a film, and they put their heart and soul into it, but it ends up not being that great, I don't think that they should put it out there for sale in the public. Then Keep it that, for yourself, a personal yeah. thing, yeah. You know, if it doesn't go over well with your friends and family, it's probably not going to go over well with the theater, and it probably isn't going to go over well when someone buys it and goes, what the fuck is this piece of shit? I paid $20 for this? Yeah, you keep that in the back of the weeds and uh, wait until you've put out a few good ones and then exploit it. Right, it's a special edition. People will be like, whoa, and then they'll buy it, and who right. cares if they bitch by then? You've already got all their money, so haha. <laughs> You know, as an independent filmmaker, like, for for what I've ever... And I've just done a few short films and, you know, trying yeah, to work on a... Don't change your name right away with your first film. Well, you, you know, that's it's just my opinion is, like, for me as a filmmaker, I've always just given my films out for free, you know, on little screener discs. Check it out if you didn't like yeah, it. You didn't have to pay for it, you know? And that and until I think it's worth worthy of selling, I won't sell any of my material until I think it's quality standard and then i'll decide what a price is to go on it but you know as far as i'm concerned you know i i'd make art and i don't make art for money and i guess i might be a throwback artist you know in that sense that i don't give a fuck about profits you know 
in or big production com- value. No, I'm just well, kidding. Well, <laughs> production value to an extent, but you know, I'm big just companies. Bugging you, buddy. I'm just bugging you. I've seen your, I've seen your shit. It's mm. good. I just want it, to. It, it. Well, it's all right. I mean, there's not a lot of production value, but they're not really. They're, they're just the budget, little. Though? Yeah, there's no budget, you know, for some of them too, you know. But you know, whatever, you know, they're they're student hey, films. So. Hey man, you tried shit with like funky lighting and shit like that that not a lot of people try like some of the like almost dream sequencey kind of shit yeah i was really trying i've always tried to go for the argento uh i mean if i can't bring you great acting or great special effects i can try to bring you atmosphere like uh carpenter you know yeah well, i i could see what you were trying to do like you didn't have like the like what you wanted to to work with but you did the best you'd had with what you did and i could i could see what you, i could see your vision what you were trying to what you were trying to pull off though Right, and shit, I was doing that kind of weird lighting. I mean, yeah. fucking Hobo is filled with that, you know, weird Argento-style artsy lighting and shit now. And I was doing that shit. I mean, those movies are early 2000s. I was doing back when, you know, people weren't really into fucking with that kind of shit, you know? So. Well, yeah, like I, like I say, yeah, you did the best <laughs> with what you had. And, like, you, you, could, you could totally see it coming out, so. Exactly. And listen to me plug in your movies now. Like, we're trying to get the guy a fucking uh, sponsor here. Like, D- so. Don't plug my movies on the show, please, whatever you do. We'll plug anybody else's movies, but please don't. <laughs> Try yeah. to, don't plug my shit. I hate... I, ugh, I cringe yeah. when I watch those throwback fucking student films I made. Hey, you know? uh, Alright, then how's this? Fuck your movies. Uh, if anyone has a copy, I don't know, fucking throw it in the garbage. It. Then. Yeah, Heard piss it. on Heard it. Of it. <laughs> Wipe your ass with it, but be careful. It might fucking hurt. Right. It might come back and get you. So. <laughs> you betcha. Well, uh, with that said, uh, I guess, well, let's jump on to, we've got one question, and uh, after that, we'll take a break and uh, roll. Look at you. You're, you were trying to forget Greg May's question. Now, I know. Like, I almost did, but then I glanced over and went, oh, yeah, we've got one question from Greg uh, May. So. I was ready to save him. And well, you, if you have it punched up, you may as well read it off then. Okay. Uh, Greg writes in and says, yo guys, nice show. Pretty pumped about the Flyers hype. J dog. I'm hoping we can end Boston season like yep. we did last year. <laughs> fucking week late. This question fucking Flyers hype. The Flyers hype now is fucking string them up high. Fucking bunch of lazy pricks. Yeah, they're down three nothing to Boston. So it looks like, uh, Boston's going to end Philly season by the looks of it. But yeah, I'm sure Greg's just as mad as I am about that. Fuck Boston. Fuck Zaneo Chara. Tim Thomas is a closet fag. Uh, I don't know. A bunch of names you've never heard of again, but it's all true, man. I read it online somewhere, yeah. It's, a, it's okay. Go ahead and get your uh, rage out and everything. It's, cr- yeah, it's okay. I heard that uh, David Krejci's a Mexican bean smuggler and all kinds of weird things, so. Fuck, fuck Boston anyway, fuck. Well, you know when there's a mad, hardcore rivalry, all kinds of crazy shit starts coming out of the woodwork, you know, so... Yeah, I want to see fucking Tim Thomas's birth certificate. I think he's a woman. <laughs> With a mustache. Here we go, here we go. Alright, let's yeah. finish the question here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Alright. <laughs> Anyway, back to the show, he says. Like I said, awesome job, brothers. I also wanted to go to Cinema Wasteland, and this year looked pretty sick, so it was cool to hear what was going on over there. I've been thinking about a few ideas lately as for uh, doing something to contribute to the show. I really want to get a hand in helping out since I'm a hardcore into the grease like you guys. 
Uh, I'm changing up schools as far as money reasons now, and I'm going to Rowan University in New Jersey. Jersey. He's going yeah. to Jersey. Maybe you can fuck one of them bitches from Jersey Shore. Huh? They put out. Just don't fuck that short little fat one. Fuck, she probably got AIDS, that bitch. Ooh. Ah, anyway. whatever. Fuck her anyway, if you see her. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, the major is for radio, TV, and film. So if you guys got any ideas on how I can contribute to the show, let me know. I'd love to get some experience and come up with some $20 things. $20 would be a good start. Anyway, uh, keep I'm up the great kidding. work. Later. Uh, hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah, I've already said my part on the Flyers hype. Uh, I don't know. We can maybe figure out something they could do for us. Well, I mean, I guess we could jump in here and find a way to plug our new uh, YouTube page. And... Yeah. Well, we are an exploitation show, so, <laughs> right. let's, so we're let's, find a, let's find a way to exploit them here. <laughs> like... Well, yeah, I mean, we've got the new YouTube page up. Uh, if you guys haven't subscribed, get on over to that. It's uh, actually what Exploited Cinema Show is the uh, username. Check that mm-hmm. fucking page out. But yeah, I mean, it, you could, if you wanted to, you'd be more than welcome to contribute some videos on there in some way. I'm sure if you wanted to, um, maybe do up some ads or something like that for, uh, you know, participating contributors or something like that. As far as promos for audio, we could set something like that up. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, shit. Any uh, like Photoshop stuff? Like if he wants to do up uh, anything for the show. Uh... Do you want to do up something fancy for our big mutilator contest? Eh, feel free. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, any kind of video to help promote that. I mean, pretty much whatever you send us, Greg, we'll probably put up on the website. I mean, like oh, I yeah. always save everything too, and like if it's something that really uh, like is going to promote the show and stuff, we'll put it up. So well, we're not all highfalutin or nothing. Fucking who are we? We'll use anything we can get. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I don't know. I don't know exactly what um, you'd want to do, and uh, I mean, I don't really have a lot of ideas. But if you want to sit down and brainstorm something, and uh, you need our assistance or whatever, we'd be happy to help. So, word up! Hell yeah! No, more than welcome, man. Fucking the show's expanding all the time, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I said back in the Furox days, we're spreading faster than AIDS in Africa. Yeah, it's expanding faster than a whore's vagina on 42nd Street. So Yeah, there you go. In the back alley. Yeah. With, with all the dirty feet bums fucking mm-hmm. lined up in a train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, ba- we're back to reviewing Pete's porn again. <laughs> well, I thought we had finished with that. <laughs> can't get away from it. But uh, uh, Thanks, Greg, for writing in. I know. I, I don't know. I guess everybody's taking a break from the show or this week. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened to the questions. We were getting a nice steady flow, but... Uh, uh, we were late on the last one. Really, it's hasn't been that much time in between. And Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Weather's getting nice now. People fucking got better things to do than to write a couple of fucking basement dwellers some questions. So. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck it. You guys get some questions in next time, and that's yeah. great. But, uh, hey, we, I don't really care either way. Take a break on the old lady and fucking put down the beer and hey. send us in a quick question, fuck. 
Yeah, we need a voicemail line. I think maybe pe- maybe people would be more prone to pick up their phone and just call in. Fuck, people will be phoning and farting into the phone. And shit I know like we're that. gonna get so many Cranking prank callers us. and hate hate fucking voicemails and shit. That'd be good. That's that makes for good radio, man. I know, man. It'll give us discussion pieces. Yeah, I'll be phoning on my cell phone, farting just uh, just so it's getting some funny shit going on. Though. Have Tony calling and pranking us. Actually, I might use someone else's cell phone if I'm going to do that because I ain't going to want to talk into it afterwards. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Anyway, I fuck. I think we're fucking almost due for a break. Fucking, I'm starting to fucking go off the deep end here. Cell phones in my ass and stuff. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, with that said, we're going to roll into a break. You guys are listening to Exploited Cinema. We are a nation wrecked with violent crime. You are about to see a small sample of an extraordinary gut-crunching film that vividly portrays the most sadistic of these criminals. That's your baby? Shame to make her an orphan. Just do like you told. Ain't no rally gonna get hurt. Surrender is impossible. You must fight for your life. All right, no more killing. Throw the gun out the window, and then you come out. This is your last chance. A story filled with unbelievable action, a movie of excruciating violence, a saga of extraordinary courage that will leave you cheering. Fight for your life. Experience it soon, here. Attention podcast shoppers, if you have a sweet tooth, we have a special treat for you. 
If you download an episode of Profondo Cinema in the next half hour, we'll give you a bag of audio ear candy free to take home to the kitties or enjoy yourself. So, hurry and download an episode at ProfondoCinema.com. Fight for Your Lifetime from 1977. Yeah, black and white, fight for your life. Black oh, yeah. and white. There's even a Chinaman and a spick thrown in, too, for good measure. Uh. Mind you, anything I'm saying, I'm not being racist. I'm just going with the theme of the movie. So it was meant to offend everyone. And to give you a proper review, I have to say certain things. It's, it's a fucking, uh, yeah, it's just the way it goes, man. That's the way the show is. Yeah, this movie is indeed. It was it, this. This embodies the uh, the the whole message and overall point of our show. Well, maybe not the racism, but the overall no holds barred, uh, just over the top, offend to everyone attitude kind of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Throw away all caution out the window and fuck it. We're not just going to offend these people. We're offend everybody fuck it exactly no one can really be that mad because he didn't focus on any certain person you just offended everyone that's really what this is it's fucking great is what it is (laughs) exactly so i guess i'll roll in with the uh description of the film here um basically uh this film opens with uh an asian guy a mexican guy and a white guy Basically breaking out of, uh, like, uh, I guess it would be, like, a police truck that they're being, I guess, moved to courthouse or something for sentencing, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Uh, Sorry to jump in here, I just, with my expertise in the whole field and shit, yeah, like, what we we like to refer to that as the ice cream truck is what they were in. That's what that's what it's called in like the, in the field in the correction 
at the ice cream truck. And yeah, they were on their way uh, from court back to the place. Yeah. I, I just wanted to throw that in because I just love the I love how we call it the ice cream truck. <laughs> <laughs> nice little uh, tidbit there from the inside. So yeah, well, I, I work in corrections, so I like to keep things real accurate shit like that. So basically what's happening in this scene is like somebody's robbing a store and the guy's trying to get away and he ends up ru- running this uh, police truck off the road. Which causes um, the police to like get out to check out on the prisoners. Well, meanwhile, they're waiting to bash him over the head, and they grab his gun and um, I think they shoot him. And then yeah, they um, kill the one. That was some good squib action too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they kill the cop, and um, basically there's a pimp standing nearby. He was trying to shake up one of his hoes earlier, and he kind of got caught in the crossfire, and they steal his car. Strip him down and uh, take his clothes. Oh, yeah, she, co- she stole some of his cloak or something, eh? Stole some of his dimes, he was saying. like, And he was just watching the whole thing, kind of wrong pimp at the wrong time. And fucking he got smacked out. And uh, what, what was the Spick's name? Fucking Chino? He, 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 Chino. He the, yeah, yeah, he, he took, took the, the pimp's clothes. Right, exactly. So, he um, fucked off in his big pimp mobile, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, these boys basically are, uh, their mission is to try to get all up uh, across the border north into Canada. Uh, that's what their goal is, to get the fuck out of the country. Try and, to get to Canada, eh? Mm-hmm, they want to come up to your neck of the woods, j Dog, and raise okay. hell on you and your... I was uh, going to hide them out for a while. Oh, yeah, I'm sure until well, they run wild on you. Yeah, well, they wanted to go to Paris for some reason, too. Canada and then to Paris, I don't know, it was kind of a weird fucking plan anyway. Like they thought they were going to get on a plane from Canada that would take them to Paris, yeah. Really, you gotta, like, I guess we haven't really got into the characters too much. Like, Kane, he's white trash fucking idiot, like kind of the leader. And you got Chino, he's the greasiest of fucking all Mexicans. Mm-hmm. Just, a piece, just a piece of shit, really. And then you got the child killer, rapist, fucking weirdo Chinaman. It's fucking quite the Montley crew. Yeah, his name is, uh, what was his name? Ling, I think. Ling, yes. Uh, very uh, stereotypical names for the the uh, Mexican dude and the Asian guy, I thought. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, just, uh, yeah, and, the, and I thought, you know, and the Mexican dude is whole like, uh, he's like a fucking savage nutcase kind of character and yeah like you said i uh lin ling is a fucking child molester weirdo sexual deviant basically yeah he's the fucking real piece of shit of the crew and like the other well kane the leader he's just fucking wipes white supremacist to the fucking nuts fucking i don't know kind of one of them people life did him wrong fuck he's got that whole charlie man attitude Charles. I don't think he could get half the pussy Charlie Manson. Well, but. he's got kind of like a, a Charlie Manson, yeah, like, life's fucked me over, so I'm going to go do this crazy shit attitude, though. Yeah, life never gave me nothing, so I'm just going to take it kind of attitude. Right, exactly. So, jump to the boys are robbing a Texaco, and uh, obviously they're running low on gas, so uh, they, they rob this Texaco, they stab the fuck out of the attendant, which... Um, my cut, I don't know, I think I have, like, a VHS rip um, of this copy, and it looks like shit. I can't see what they're doing, but, like, later on, um, it comes over one of the police scanners that, yeah, like, they stabbed the fuck out of the attendant and stole all the money and gassed mm-hmm. up there. The guy didn't die, though. The, no, the he copy didn't I die. Got, uh, mm. 
I got the blue underground copy, and yeah, it looks pretty good. Like they stabbed the shit out of the guy probably five, six times. Right. Yeah, I can see where they're stabbing him, but I can't see like enough that's all dark, you know, because it's a night shot. So it's all dark in the doorway. You really can't see what's going on. Word to the wise, anyway, this is released by Blue Underground, so it's not hard to find. It's not, like, it's an obscure movie, but it's out there and easy to find. It's in print and everything, and should be able to find it for 20 or less, so. Definitely, if you're interested in what we're talking about, it's out there. It's not like some of the shit we talk about. This one's actually available. Right, exactly. So, uh, moving on, the boys, uh, they think they're still, um, like the cops, they think they're still in the area, uh, judging by what what went down at the Texaco, and uh, thinking they're probably going to try to regroup and and figure out a plan out. all the while, uh, this detective's, like, uh, running around, and he's kind of a do-it-by-the-book kind of guy. Kind of weird kind of character, I think, huh? Yeah, the motherfucker comes rolling in like a poor man's Elliot Ness, fucking playing everything by the rules. And, uh, yeah, I get, wow, it's local hit cop, so he's kind of like the FBI fucking G-Man. Yeah, yeah. He definitely seems like a high up kind of detective you know he's kind of but yeah i don't know he's kind of terrible actor too he's an idiot too yeah but yeah his acting is terrible too so he's like the guy from scanners he's lacking (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep so jump to uh the three are entering into a liquor store and uh basically they're going to try to rob this place too this, this is a good scene. Yeah, and here we've got uh, some of the craziest shit going on. Kane, uh, the lead white white supremacist dude, he starts uh, pointing the gun at the baby, and there's a baby behind the counter crying, and he's like, "Give me the money," you know, to the attendant. And mm-hmm. well, fuck, he, he whips that gun out like he slaps leather quicker than Billy the Kid, eh? Like when he's yeah. like whips it out, "Give me all your money." Some <laughs> quick draw McGraw bullshit. Fuck yeah, him, so. Uh, and then he yeah he shoots the guy at the at the cash register and uh, basically he he goes up and grabs the money and then jumps over and uh, points the gun at the baby now hardcore and is like acting mm-hmm. like he's gonna blow the baby away you know it's and Chino he's not feeling it but Ling Ling's sitting there he's just grinning like he's fucking like do it man well he's child deviant fucking pervert so he probably get off seeing something like that right yeah and he they he ends up revealing kane does that the gun was empty and shit and mm. that he wasn't really going to shoot the baby and stuff but uh, it's a pretty uh i would say if like uh you've never seen anything of this caliber it's probably going to be pretty disturbing oh yeah it's pretty powerful like uh well we guess you did you say like how the attendant he thought he could uh pull gun on Kane and Kane shot him. You notice the attendant, you ever see Silent Night, Deadly Night? He kind of looked like Mr. Sims, the guy that ran the toy store a little bit. Maybe it was. Mm, might have been the same guy. Who knows? Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't notice that. But um, you, you left out, though, how uh, the black girl had come in to grab some wine or something. And that's yeah, well, they, I was going to get on to that. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> they, yeah, they had her up, and they ended up taking her as... Yeah, I was going to go into that. Yeah, they, they were going to take her as a hostage, basically. And, um, yeah, for the most part, they just jump, pull her into the car, and, uh, I don't know, they don't even really show the scene, just kind of, like, take us back, you know, to your place kind of thing. Yeah, and she's stupid enough, she takes them right back to their house, uh, right, right at supper time, really, right to get some of that soul food. Yeah, well, yeah, her family, um, basically, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, Ted Turner, and then the Turner family... 
Isn't that kind of funny? His name's Ted Turner. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the Turner family. Yeah. I like Grandma Turner. Yeah, Grandma Turner was the the best. I've written a few lines down from her. We're gonna Fuck go yeah. into that. So I, I like when she was. Yeah, well, you you'd probably be able to save that, but yeah, she was fucking. She had some classy shit anyway. Yes, she had, she had a mouth on her. That old wench. Definitely. So uh, here we've got uh, basically the Turner family preparing for dinner, and uh, basically the. Uh, Crazy uh, three fucking sadistic nutcases breaking out of jail or coming to take over their home. Three stereotypes rush through the door, yeah. Yep, and yeah, this looks like this sounds like a bad joke, uh, you know, that you'd hear in a bar or something from somebody. Yeah, a Chinaman, a Mexican, and a white trash dude fucking hey. go to a black people's house. Right, for rain terror, <laughs> yeah. <happens> next? <laughs> rain terror on a black family for supper. <laughs> But so, yeah, so they're trying to, um, well, they kind of uh, get into a little bit of discussion. And what you gather is that they're trying to get a car to um, continue up north because the cops are already on to, uh, the make and model, what they're driving, license plate. And... Yeah, yeah, what they stole from that pimp's kind of all heat scored out, so they got to ditch it and lay low for a few minutes, like fucking let the shit blow over for like a couple hours. Yeah, but while before they uh, go, they're gonna basically torment Ted Turner and the Turner family <laughs> for the time being. Oh yeah, while well, you got fucking uh, Kane, there's racist motherfucker, so he's just loving every second of it, and I'm sure like uh, Ling and Chino, they're just happy someone's fucking other than them's getting made fun of for once, so they're right in there like dirty shirts too. Yeah, I thought that was kind of odd, but uh, basically at this point, Kane is um, in the living room, and he uh, basically uses every racial slur known to, like, man, and uh, even some I've never heard of, like, Burrhead and shit, uh, crazy, just coming up with shit yeah, that... Tar babies. And... Yeah, they were maybe they were making up shit, new ones for this film, I don't know, some of this shit oh, I've heard I've heard of. most of these, but, uh, yeah... Spade, yeah. Yeah, that's an old throwback one. Yeah. yeah. Insanity. I mean, of course, the end bombs, uh, end bombs getting dropped fifty billion times. You oh, know, yeah. up to the <laughs> Sorry night, to go so. off topic. Just that word spade that reminds me of Grand Torino when uh, Clint Eastwood rolls up on those black guys messing with that uh, Asian girls. Like, what are you spades up to? He says to them, <laughs> "Fuck." That fucking makes me laugh every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a redneck or something, but crazy motherfucker. But uh, yeah. <laughs> a- anyway, uh, yeah, Kane basically continues to try and scare and humiliate the family through, you know, racism and just all kinds of crazy backwoods um, cracker tactics. Uh, yeah, he, like well, he makes uh, like the young boy go sit on the wood pile. Well, like, you're jump uh, you're jumping ahead, but yeah, that, guess, that, yeah, yeah, that ends up happening down the way. So, so yeah, so Kane and his cronies and the family sit down to eat uh, dinner, and uh, like I said, the Mexican dude, he's his character is portrayed as um as if he's just a complete savage, and I think they were trying to, I think they were trying to convey that like the Mexican people altogether are fucking savages, and like that's insanity to me, but. Uh, yeah, he's just mm, that's kind of what I got from it too. Yeah. Yeah, he's just uh, sitting there eating like a fucking complete animal, 
you know, with his hands and just slopping all over. And uh, Kane, he's sitting over there eating a sandwich. He's kind, of, he's no better. He's kind of a slob himself, and he just mm-hmm. like laughing at like the mania of just nutcase shit that he's causing. He's just yeah, Lang's eating to... his with a switchblade. Yeah, but he, I thought he was a little bit civilized. More at least. Well, he's civilized. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he's used to working chopsticks, so switchblade ain't much different. No, actually. no. Yeah, he was probably the most civilized one out of them all. But uh, even the most civilized uh, seem like yeah. civilized, but are the most uncivilized. He's you know, as we find out. But uh, how civilized is the most civilized animal, really? Right. Exactly. So. Um, yeah, the Mexican guy, he starts going crazy, arguing with Granny, and uh, Kane tells him, you know, to sit his ass down. and uh, He calls him Spick, and uh, Chino loses it. He's yeah, like, he didn't like that. Spick, like he fucking, but he was, he was ready to do something, too, but, like, Kane has the gun, and he keeps referencing, like, you, you ain't fuck all unless you got the power, and the gun's the power, and... Yeah, and Granny, she's talking shit to both of them, and she don't give a fuck. Either. She don't really give a fuck about either of them, and she's not afraid of them either. You know, it's 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 real obvious. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kane, well, you got little little Floyd there's running his mouth nonstop too. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's kind of like a <laughs> guy, you know. So, uh, yeah, he's got like a picture. He's got like a T-shirt with what is that, Muhammad Ali, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's like. So, uh, you know, he's already like a boxing fan, you know, so he probably thinks he's a little hard ass. And I, we got a scene earlier where he's talking with his buddy out in the woods and they're kind of play boxing and shit. So, you know, yeah, that's where they kind of when they're they're talking about their little code word when there's trouble, like fucking it kind of leads into the movie later on. Like mm-hmm. it's what you say when fucking you're getting roughed up back in high school. You're like, hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> Open your boys, come help you. Right, exactly. Yeah, they do like a Blood Brothers thing where they cut themselves and like stick their hands together and shit, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is does that make the little uh, red-headed kid in Milano now? <laughs> I, got, I don't know. Am I, am I off base to think that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're real brothers now. They got their blood running in within each other, so. True that. So at this point, uh, Kane he starts getting wasted because uh, he has one of his boys bring him in the bottle. It's another thing I wanted to go back to when they robbed the liquor store. Uh, like uh, Kane had uh, the money and a big bottle. Who was it? Like the like Chino had the woman. But what the fuck did Ling grab? He just kind of stood around and grinned like. The fuck? Why didn't he take some more? He grabbed his crotch and was beaten off. Yeah, of like why didn't they take more than just the fucking one or two bottles they had? Like fucking. Because I think they were shit, just man. searching for money to keep them so they can keep running across state. You know. Yeah, but still, lazy Chinaman should have at least grabbed a few things. Like fuck, everyone else had their hands full. I don't know. That's just what I thought. Like <laughs> you're crooks, man. Fucking steal something. Like, fucking make it worth your while. So, moving on, Kane, uh, like I said, he starts getting really wasted off the bottle, and uh, he continues to talk his crazy racist shit, and uh, this is where Kane coins the name uh, King Coon, he calls Ted at this point, and, uh, oh, did I mention that uh, this guy, because, I mean, this totally discredits anything this man already has to say throughout the film. This fucking cracker ass crazy redneck. If if this guy's like a hero to anybody out there that's racist, 
Look at the motherfucker's belt. What the fuck is this? The guy, the guy's fucking wearing a rope for a belt. That's your well, fucking he's, hero. He's cool, it's his, right? It's his prison digs, man. He hadn't had a chance to get out prison? of his prison. Prison? Motherfuckers in prison can actually have belts, motherfucker. Don't uh, tell me there's motherfuckers don't have belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of leads later on. Like he was like nothing in prison. Like he, some big black guys probably took his belt in prison, and skinny ass cracker white boy got stuck with the rope. Huh? Well, like, fuck, that's what, that's what I kind of took from it. Like, motherfucker wasn't even enough of a man in prison to have his, to have a belt. He had that piece of rope. Because I've seen guys at our jail, like, they got shoelace belts and shit back when they used to be able to have their own clothes. Yeah. Like, they got punked and they, they didn't have no belt anymore. Yeah, I know some prisons will let you wear your own clothes and shit like that in there. So, at least here in Michigan, they do. So. Ours, we all went to prison outfits now. Because, yeah, too many people, like, were getting their shit stolen, like... I think that if you, you know, just... Funked out for it. Just my my thinking, I mean, you might... you uh, This is a little off track, but you might be able to disagree here, because, I mean, you work within the system there, but... Don't you think it would be harder for somebody to steal your shit, like, if it's different, you know? Like, oh, this motherfucker's the only one that's got the brand new Jordans or whatever, you know what I mean? Like... How the fuck are you going to rip the guy's shit off and get away with it, you know? So. Well, here's, like, we write it down on a piece of paper when they come in, mm-hmm. but while they're there, what's going to stop some guy from going up and saying, hey, man, I like them fucking boots and taking their boots and making them have to wear the shitty ones or whatever, saying they lost them? Because if, if, if you're getting punked for your boots, you're not going to go and rat to the guards because you're going to get fucking stabbed or fucked in the ass in the showers for doing that. Like you just be thankful they took your book, like your boots, and that was all they took. Right, right. Like, exactly. If you're, or go get a shank and stab the motherfuckers that are trying to take your boots, or stand up and fight them, like one or the other. <laughs> and then Either you got, and then you got to roll in there like Superman and beat the fuck out of them. And hurt my ankle and. Right, exactly. Mister Glass that I am, yeah. But hey, it'll work out great because we'll have some bonus days to maybe record some commentaries and shit. So I uh, hope one of these guys do go crazy so you can get a few more days off. Oh fuck, I got week week off here anyway, so we can, at least we can get a show on back on time and back on track anyway. Yeah, we're getting off topic a little bit there, but. Uh... Well, hey, at least the listeners know how fucking shit works in jail. Like, make sure you go in with the grubbiest, filthiest clothes you have if you're in a jail where you can still wear your clothes. Now back to fight for your life. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, at this point, the police begin to figure out that the three are still definitely in town. Now, Kane wants um, Ted in this next scene to basically dance like uh, he wants entertainment yeah he's, yeah some like old time black faced uh bullshit Race yeah like fetch. something like the plantation master would have like his best dancing slaves come in and dance a jig for him really mm-hmm. like, it was old it was old school it was real racist scene is what it was like fucking i could see this movie like i, I don't know if i was a black person like i'd be just boiling at this point like i hate them motherfuckers like i even hated those guys and i ain't black just how racist they were but i don't know this movie has a lot of swings to it eh it plays for everyone yeah and it plays against everyone everyone. too it plays Mm -hmm. against everyone too it's not you know don't uh don't think oh well this is just as rooting for what i believe in white supremacy and then you're like wait a minute 
that contradicts what I think. And I don't like that scene with the interracial activity going on, you know, the interracial sex scene that's thrown in there, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of shit like that. Uh, yeah, I could see why this film is not like, uh, you know, on the classics shelf, you know, but at the same time, it is pretty classic. Like it's pretty well done. It's a classic exploitation film. I think kind of at some points it's it's exploitation at its worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll go there, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll agree. So, uh, yeah, while he's having Ted dance, he's also proceeding to shoot at his feet like some old West bullshit. Yeah. Um, tormenting him. Uh, next, Kane wants uh, Ted to sing and... Uh, then he starts. What is it? What was he singing again? It was like a old uh, like Amazing Church, Grace you know? or something. Amazing Grace yeah. or something. Yeah, and then you know, the, the whole family pipes in and they start like building strength from it and shit. Fucking uh, Kane, he don't feel that though. He fucking starts to feel like the fucking uh, momentum's shifting in the fucking Turner family's favor almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're like not they're, scared anymore. Yeah, like they're powering up, and uh, so Kane, yeah, flips out. They're powering up, make it sound like they're a family of superheroes or something. Well, kind of. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, but uh, so the friend uh, is coming over uh, to dinner, and uh, I guess Kane sees her through the window or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically sends Ling, um, the Asian cat, after. So uh, Ling tries to, uh, as he's running after, he's pulling off articles of clothing. He's basically trying to rape her, but she's... Yeah, uh, we get to see some titties there, some flappy titties swinging in the wind when mm-hmm. she's running. For a moment, yeah, and she's mm-hmm. pretty much refusing, so he uh, he throws her off a cliff. Yeah, she kind of. I, I wondered if she even said, "Fuck it, I ain't getting raped by this greaseball and half-ass jumped over." Kind of like um, uh, Death Wish too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like Charlie's daughter there. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Like, how many times can you get raped for fuck's sake? Like, right, just... exactly. It's like, yeah, it's. Can't hey, unless she's getting it. twenty bucks a pop for it, fuck, it ain't worth your time. After a while, like, fuck, get some smokes out of the deal or something. Right. So uh, Floyd, little man, uh, the little man, uh, he, he, the son, little man Muhammad there, Ali, yeah. little junior Muhammad. Yeah, his buddy, uh, he stops by, and uh, the guy uh, Kane, he's like, "Yeah, get rid of him, or we're gonna kill him," you know. So at this point, uh, Floyd, he, he's like, "Yeah, trying to get rid of his buddy," but then he signals him with the old hot dog, which uh, earlier in the film means uh, there's trouble, serious mm-hmm. trouble. So his buddy uh, starts poking around the house, and he sees Kane sticking the gun in the, you know, in uh, uh, Ted's face and shit, and threatening. Yeah, the through the window. Yeah. And he tries to run off and uh, tell somebody. Well, meanwhile, Ling's coming back from um, killing old girl, and he sees the kid, and he catches him, and uh, this dirty motherfucker beats the kid's head in with a rock, man. It's a pretty brutal scene too. Like you don't see a lot of kids getting killed, and usually they don't show it as graphically as that like it wasn't sure. that graphic but well yeah but well you, you you know what i mean it's yeah. a kid though like yeah. and you're not gonna show they his head enough. being crushed yeah. the mush they like showed enough i mean they could have but they showed enough so mm-hmm. yeah i heard that this was uh it ain't, it ain't like tree venge where the fucking baby's head gets splattered at the end or nothing but <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty. But that was that was tongue in cheek, like over the top, like he knew. It was yeah, yeah. So this is it was good times so, though. Anyway, yeah. Did I mention that this looks like a made-for-TV movie? <laughs> What's well, just got that look, like the color scope and stuff, like the lenses and the equipment they used and stuff. Probably was the same kind of shit they use for TV movies, and I wouldn't be surprised. Strange, man, because I grew up on TV movies like this. I'm sure you did, too, as well. So. Oh, yeah. Like, well, this is definitely not something you'd see on TV, well, though. No, like, but, like, there, I've seen movies that are not to this caliber, but, like... This shit wasn't made for NBC or Yeah, nothing. well, it, maybe it was... Maybe this wasn't they, maybe, after-school special. Who knows? Maybe they were like, yeah, we're going to make an after-school special, and then, like, they brought the channel this, and they were like, we can't play this. Are you, are you out of your mind? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it was uh, one of those like uh, t- made-for-TV movie mishaps. Well, it was kind of, what, kind of like the movie Scum, like uh, like over in the UK that uh, was made uh, for the BBC, and they took it to them, and they were like, "No fucking way! Can we put this on TV?" And they banned it outright. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that film too. I've never seen it, but I've I just thought it uh, a couple weeks ago. Actually, it's pretty cool. That'd be a sweet one to definitely review because I've heard a lot about it. So. Yeah, I got a two disc ver- like bo- I got both versions. Like it, the- it's kind of like a class of nineteen eighty four thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a boys' prison movie. Oh, so it's kind of like Bad Boys with like Sean Penn kind of thing. Yeah, huh? kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I got the version that was made and given, like the TV version that was banned, and then I afterwards they went ahead and made a movie made it a little longer and i think that shit got banned too <laughs> so. well uh getting back on track uh chino and ling go to move the car while uh, kane continues to fuck with the family floyd gets uh the knife away from kane though at one point he grabs this board and uh smashes him in the hand and uh, everyone grabs knives and well that's when they make uh, that's when he makes him sit on the wood pile yeah, he tries to belittle him and shit, like he's uh, sitting on this woodpile, little black boy, and whatever else he, you know, I'm not going to go into yeah, yeah, slurs, because yeah. watch really, the movie, you'll see what it's really talking. pointless to, like, list the, the slurs, I'm not even going to go into some of the moronic bullshit, but, like, I understand where the filmmakers were coming from, but, like, it's kind of over the top. In the K- Kane's doing everything he can to belittle these people, yeah, and he's just relishing in every second of it. Well, I guess this actor, I mean, because he gave a pretty good performance here. I guess he went on to quite a quite a nice career. We can go into that at the end, but uh, I've seen him in shit before. Yeah, you can educate me at the end. Yeah, apparently he's been in like all kinds of TV shows and shit. Matlock. I mean, this guy's been in everything, dude. Yeah, I recognize this motherfucker from shit. Yeah, I he... thought I'd recognized him too. So, uh, but. Well, let's wrap with the synopsis of the movie here first, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so I guess we'll jump ahead a little bit here, but uh, the cops, uh, they try to bust some guy. They think he's driving in the same kind of car, but it was just a drunk driver. That was David Hassett, looked like they pulled over. Yeah, <laughs> that guy was, like, fatter, way yeah, fatter. Yeah, he, he kind of looked like Hess a little bit, though. I don't know. Hess is Hess is kind of slim guy, actually, but uh, no. that guy was kind of fat. I mean, I well, sure guess you seen Hess when he was an yeah, old man. Well, versus... yeah, I'm sure Hess has got a little bit of an old man gut or something rocking. But that guy was just fat and like I don't know. Hess would have been in his prime. He would have been a beast, you know, at the time. So Hess would have had some bitches in the trunk or something. So. Right. He would. Yeah. Def. Definitely. So. 
Kane, uh, he tries uh, he tries to hang the mother at one point out in the woods. Well, that's when he sends Gino and Ling off with uh, King Coon there, uh, Mr. Turner, and they uh, to go ditch the cars, to go ditch the car in the bush. Yeah, well, so this was going down. Yeah, yeah, at this point, the cops though were uh, finally figuring out about this bike that's been met, left at the um, liquor store, which was uh, basically uh, Ted's daughter mm-hmm. that they took hostage. And um, they figure out what house it is, and so we jump back to the house. Kane uh, basically smashes Ted up with a Bible in this weird sped up. Then that seems that's a whacked up scene. I love that scene. Yeah, that was real trippy. And when I showed uh, my buddy that movie or this movie, he was just floored by that scene when he was just like, "Holy fuck!" I was like, "Yeah, fuck? it's pretty yeah. great, eh?" It's, it's a weird, it's a weird scene, but uh, yeah, he smacks him out with the Bible, and then they decide this is when they're going to get some uh, loving. They go rape his daughter. Well, yeah, uh, Kane. We're kind of jumping talking. ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he starts talking long, some but... more shit. He he threatens Granny. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, fucking tell- Granny. This is where she comes with the classic yeah. lines. Well, yeah, go ahead and throw some of the lines in there that she was. Oh, I just like, love when fucking she was telling him, like fucking more or less telling him he's got a little dick and all this stuff. And fuck, I was just like, you go, Granny. Yeah, but he, uh, Kane, he flips out and goes up to like the mother and and says she's she's he's gonna blow her brains out if she don't shut the fuck Dep- up. So Dep- she does not. shut the fuck up real quick. And, oh yeah, she's uh, in a wheelchair. I don't know if we ever added that, but yeah, she is uh, wheelchair bound. I don't know if she can't walk or if she has a hard fat. time walking, or they don't really ever explain anything. And that's what's great about great exploitation films and great films, for that matter. It doesn't need to be explained. Mm-hmm. So jump, moving right along, because I know we're probably getting a little long here. Uh, the law enforcement agencies are converging onto the house. Kane uh, decides to go rape the daughter. It's off screen. Then sends Chino. Then the cops argue about rushing the place. Next, yeah, poor Ling got cut out, eh? He no, 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 no. Ling, Ling definitely got his rape on at the end there. Actually, I think. Oh, okay. As long as he got cut in. Yeah, he got cut in on the sloppy uh, third. So yeah, he <laughs> he got the end of the deal, the shit end of the deal. So. Um, we jump to uh, one of the officers finds Floyd's uh, buddy, his body, laying there. That's the sheriff's son, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we find out it is the sheriff's son um, at that point. He breaks down and uh, he decides to uh, basically well, he goes storm all Chuck the Norris. house. Yeah. yeah, he tries like... to storm the house, gets blasted in the chest twice. Some good squibs there, too. The family starts to fight back now. Granny gets the gun, and uh, at this point, this is probably the best line Granny ever says. She tells Kane, uh, don't move or I'll blow your motherfucking balls off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's so many great lines, yeah, and then yes. fucking, and then you got uh, Ted starts fucking, uh, well, let's see now, Massa, I got no gun now, and he starts just beating the shit out of him, and oh, fuck. Fucking, you got, uh, with the fucking uh, cane there, he's, he's like scared. He's fucking shaking and shit. Like he knows he without that gun, he's just a fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. Like the black guy's bigger than him, and fuck, he's just getting he's just getting tossed around like a fucking create a cardboard man. 
Well, it's kind of coming because to him because Ted's been. Uh, well, the black audiences in the theater have just been going nuts at this time. Uh, like, yeah, this fucking, is, it's about is, fucking time. This like, this has definitely got black exploitation roots. But I mean, not even getting into that really. I mean, this film uh, at this point. I mean, this guy has been all like Martin Luther King. Nothing about. It's all about peace and. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to been doing this peacefully. Well, it ain't working now. He's kind of crossed over and. Well, they raped his daughter. Yeah, he's getting a taste of what Kane's been tasting this whole time period. So, yeah. Uh, Basically, uh, like you said, uh, Ted beats the fuck out of him. And uh, then Floyd lets the dog out of this pantry that it was locked in. (laughs) This is his head. Yeah, pisses on his head. Pisses in fucking Kane's face, yeah. Yeah. wonder if the dog really pissed on him. <laughs> it would be an interesting fact to know. That's what this, uh, Does this have a... You, so you've got the uh, blue underground disc. Does this have a commentary? Fuck, I don't know. It's in the other room. I can't remember. If it well, does, hey, I've never we'll, used it. We'll conclude it on the, the wrap-up. If it does, we'll throw that in. Yeah. Well, but, uh, the nine. special guest on the wrap. Yeah, we'll have a special Dude, guest at the wrap-up, so that'll be a nice tidbit. Mm-hmm. We found a stranger walking by on the street and pulled him into the studio and was like, "Fucking rap with us at the end of the show. Like, let's see what he has to say." Yeah, well, we've we've all we all we, throughout the history, you've had people over in the studio. I've had people over in the studio, you know. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is a rare this is a rare little bit here. And uh... usually, my people in the studio, it's just hookers, and all you hear is gurgling. So, and they, they never actually get any speaking lines. What are you trying to recreate Forty Second Street in your own home or what? Hey, you'd be surprised at what I do down here in Canada. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't think ever. Yeah. Fuck. But anyway, I guess uh, this. You're talking. Uh, we were trying to listen to the shotgun, Mike. This is right around the time where fucking Elliot Ness. There, uh, he gets it to work and he starts figuring out what's going on in there, though, eh? Like the one cop, he's fucking can hear that these people are getting their revenge and. Well, yeah, let's fucking, jump to Ted. Think, but really, uh, Ted holds. Oh, sorry, I was going to say what uh, really moved them though, just so I don't lose my train of thought. Like you know when they were saying like the most important laws, uh, eye for an eye, and like this guy, he's totally by the law, and he's probably like, yeah, word, man, it's the ultimate law, and he kind of let shit slide. And, yeah, then we'll, well, now we can get into Chino getting shot in the dink and shit like that. Well, how did you know? You knew what I was moving on to right away. <laughs> get to the goods. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just want to talk about dink, that's all. Well, I just want to talk about guys <laughs> getting yeah. shot in the junk that deserve it. Rapists, dirty, filthy rapists that deserve to get shot in the junk, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I agree. Yeah, Ted holds Chino at gunpoint for a moment, then tells Chino to tell the police that the... Uh, they still have control, you know, of the house, and uh, basically, so the fa- family can continue to uh, rain down vengeance. Then uh, Kane, yeah, proceeds to beat uh, uh, Ted's daughter. Do- Whoa, wait! Uh, Ted's daughter comes, and uh, she's gonna like cut him with like a electric meat carver. Yeah, the electric off. turkey knife. Yeah, she didn't have the fucking stones to do it though. Yeah, that would have been great. I wish they would have thrown that in there. That would have been mm-hmm. perfect. Uh... It seemed like that's cheap. You just go buy a fucking dildo and cut it in half, have some fake blood coming out of it. Looks fine. Every, everyone else does it. Exactly. But uh, 
abruptly after this, uh, yeah, like, uh, what is it, Ted has no problem, and suddenly just Chino is uh, nuts or shot off. And Ling, he, he ain't sticking around to see what's going to happen to him. He jumps out the window, but uh, he's impaled by a big, huge chunk of glass that goes, like, straight through his chest and out his back. And he's Fuck, that was done. a good scene, too. Yeah, that was a good scene. Very Argento-esque. <laughs> like, if I got something like you'd seen an Argento movie, he has a real big thing for people getting killed with pieces of glass. So, Yeah, that's what I thought. So, uh, at this point... Uh, Kane, he uh, tries to take the mother hostage, and, uh, you know, uh, there's all this insane shit going on out of the lawn. Well, Ted was stretched out while this was all happening, because fucking... Well, he woke up, and he did shoot Chino in the crotch, you know, so at this point, basically, (laughs) he does get knocked out again, though. He He gets knocked out twice, but... Yeah, for a second there. Kane gets knocked out twice, too. They're like, fuck, these guys got muffin heads, glass jaws or something. That's what I was thinking. So they get out on the lawn, and uh, the police throw Ted a gun, and he's talking all this shit back and forth, trying to get to the heart of why, uh, you know, well, he's more or less a racist and why. Yeah, he's, he's telling him like you got fucked in the ass by the big black guys when you were thrown in jail as a boy, isn't it? That's why you hate us so much, isn't it? And just keeps poking at him like you were raped by the black dudes, weren't you? And finally, yeah, truth comes out. Fuck, his mom ran away with a black dude. Right, exactly. And then he snaps and fucking, yeah, fuck, Ted shoots him. Nice nice shot, too, like fucking nice His exploding. blown out, yeah. Yeah, I like the effects. Mm-hmm. Squib work was nice in this movie. It was it was a well-done film. Fucking classic, in my opinion, like right up there with Goodbye Uncle Tom and as far as exploitation goes. This was on the UK uh, nasties, video nasties list, apparently, is what I've read. Oh, wow. I, I could see why. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So, I, I guess, as well, like, well, let's, hit, let's uh, get hit with your tidbits you have, then, before we wrap out and re- recommend or not recommend this. Oh, well, that's really the only tidbit about it just being banned and stuff. I guess, like, they brought it back for three cuts in the UK, and... Uh, they refused well, every cut, even like where they cut it down to like they cut four or five minutes off of the entire film. And you well, you said the actor was in like a lot of stuff. What was a few things he was in then? Because I'm kind of interested to find out. Well, shit, dude, I don't even have that brought up. You're gonna ah, ask geez, me here. Oh, I just fuck, glanced off Fuck it, NSA, like fucking. Hey, man, Matt, they he was in Matlock at one time. Then I Good thought enough. I saw Matlock and um. You said you were it, gonna educate uh, us. I, well, you know what? Why don't I? Hey, you said you were gonna educate okay. us about the DVD too, and you didn't got that, so we'll just save it for the conclusion. It's like summer school, man. It's fucking poor education. Our guest ain't gonna know what the fuck we're talking about. So. Yeah, it's true. Well, he's a stranger off the street, so he ain't gonna know anyway. It's all good. He'll love it. Yeah. I'm paying him a piece of chicken and two beers to come on the show. Is it um is it a local uh, Saskatchewan uh, native uh, hobo? It could be. It could be. We'll never. I'll never tell. Is he a, is he a, from a far away traveler? He could be. Hmm. Like, it could be Liberace's ghost. For all we know, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but I don't well, know. Fight for your life. You recommend this shit? Well. I recommend it, but, like, uh, to an extent. I mean, if you're disturbed by, like, if you're easily offended by racism and stuff, and, like, 
I mean, if you start watching this film and, like, you're not for racism and you finish, like, only half of the film, then you're going to walk away from this film going, that was totally racist, bigotry, craziness if you don't get to see the revenge at the end of the film. So, in that sense, I think uh, if you're going to watch the movie, you better watch the entire thing. Yeah, don't half-ass it, no. Don't be a pussy and just shut it off halfway through because... Uh, oh, but we're not speaking to the general masses anyway. Like, when I say you recommend it to, like, to, to our listeners, I guess, well, a lot of the people that listen to our show wouldn't be really offended by this shit anyway, so... Like, listen well, to half the shit that comes out of my mouth. If that don't offend them, I'm sure this ain't gonna. I guess I should say, if you're still listening to our show, then yeah, go and get it. Yeah, if, you, if you're still listening right now, if I can grab a copy, man, you'll probably love it. Definitely, definitely. But I, I, like I mentioned earlier, probably about 40 minutes ago, I know I've been babbling so long, uh, Blue Underground put this out, it's easy to find. Go grip a copy, it's not out of print. No, so. didn't Blue Underground put out uh, Goodbye Uncle Tom as well? So Yeah, hell yeah, you can grab it as a double feature. Yeah, you, you can s- go bra- grab both of these... Uh... Popcorn and cotton candy and go to town with... Uh, mm. Fight for your life and goodbye, Uncle Tom. Double feature. Definitely. Highly recommended. Okay, two thumbs up. So I guess we're going to jump into a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking our other uh, obscure feature, which will be Contraband. Lucio Fulci. What is this, 1980? I believe so, yeah. Yes. Contraband, a.k.a. The Smuggler. This is uh, Lucio Fulci decided to dip his big toe into the mobster Tried to rip off shit. Godfather. All the, it's like the Italian homage to Godfather. Right, he always jumps on the bandwagon, and him being Italian, he was probably like, I can do it better than them American fucks. Ah, oh, fuck. Anything that made some decent money, the Italians seemed to think, well, we can at least do something half-assed as good. Like the Jaws rip-offs. Everything. Like Italians rip everything off. But they do do some good independent shit, too, so don't get me wrong. Giallos and all that, so I ain't dissing the Italians. But yeah, we're coming back with some contraband, though, any, anyway. But we're going to have a break. Uh, you know what you're listening to? Tell them, homie. Exploited cinema. Tell your bitches. A public service announcement by Satan himself. Hey boys and girls, when I'm not out wreaking havoc upon the planet, I'm checking out my favorite horror and exploitation t-shirts. And you know who's got them? FastCustomShirts.com Yeah, they got the shirts I like, like a water power t-shirt or a boss nigger t-shirt. Yeah, and they're cheap too. The cheapest damn shirts I've found on the net. So get on over to FastCustomShirts.com and tell them Satan sent ya.
Sweetwater, a new and inviting desert community. Violation! This is going to be a great day. Filled with kind and loving families. But I am your stepson. I know, I was treated you like it was, didn't I? Oh. With mature and responsible teenagers. And then, one day... Did you hear something? Something odd appeared. Exactly what they are is uncertain. I'm South American cockroach, Dad. I'm out of here. Their origins are somewhat hazy. It's an alien. Maybe an illegal alien. And while their manner can be quite charming... So cute. Can't we take him out of the bag now? Their habits can be a little bizarre. Paul, not so rough. I haven't done anything yet. Gross! <laughs> but you'd better treat them right. You're not laughing anymore, are you, pal? Because they're not necessarily nice. <laughs> Munchies! Here, kid, 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 kid. What is that? What are they? Sure, that thing's a cat. Murder, murder? No one kills my tropical fish at length. I'm on the case! <laughs> Just dropped in for a bite. Munchies, starring Harvey Corman, from the creator of Little Shop of Horrors, Munchies. <laughs> Holy fuck, man. Did you see the fucking tits on that chick? Pretty sweet. Oh man, I'm not too busy getting this lap dance here. Oh baby, your breasts. Oh, Ooh. oh yeah. I'll yeah. give you a second, bro. You pay the bitch first. Well, hold on. Let's let me order a couple more drinks here. Fucking hey, hey, yo, come here. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, make mine a moosehead, buddy. Moosehead. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your whiskey, whiskey, whiskey sour. Yeah. Okay. Oh Th- yeah. Thanks, buddy. Fucking nice to meet you, anyway, stranger. Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, you come here to this uh, this club often, or what? Whenever the old lady lets me out of the house, yeah, fuck. And I ain't watching movies and shit, I like to sneak out to the strip club, yeah, fuck. Like I said, this chick's got some nice titties down here. Oh, you like movies, huh, man? Uh, you ever heard of the Mutilator? Whoa, bro, you fucking talking about one of my childhood faves, man. Like, that chick gets, like, a fucking hook in her cunt and stuff. Yeah, man, that movie's wild. It's fucking hold, greasy. Hold on here, let me, uh... Here, here, honey, take a couple of these ones. Uh, let me let me tell you, man. They uh, this this podcast online, Exploited Cinema, man. They're running uh, they're running this contest to give away a free mutilator poster from the director, man. Whoa, for real? Like, at, what what was his name? Like some Cooper or something? Yeah, Buddy Cooper. Yeah, shove that whore off, you. Get out of here, bitch. Run along. Hi, right, man. Sorry, now that we got the chicks out of the way, fucking... Yeah, tell me more, man. Fucking... You said, like, contest or something? Yep, Exploited Cinema's running a contest uh, uh, till July 1st, apparently. Uh, and uh, they're giving away a free uh, Mutilator uh, original folded one-sheet uh, to uh, the biggest uh, Mutilator fan who writes in, uh, you know, posts audio clip or video. Hell yeah, man. Fuck, man. 
Yeah, man, tell me more. Like, I used to be a big fan, but then I, I got into porno and titties, but yeah, I still like horror movies. Well, if you like The Mutilator, man, you definitely got to get on board with this contest. Uh, it's exploited uh, underscore cinema at yahoo.com is their email. And uh, yeah, man, get them, get them uh, an audio. Oh, or write Yo, that bitch. down. Yo. Get, get that waitress over here. I need a napkin and a write pen it, quick. Yeah, write it down on her tits, man, if you have to. Take her Fuck, home with you. Hold on, I'm just going to write it on my zigzags. What was that again? Exploited underscore cinema at Yahoo.com. Yeah, man. And uh, Or you could post on their Facebook page. And uh, they got a bunch of sleazy links and stuff up there to okay. all kinds of craziness. Yeah, so I'm, it's a I'm great place. Cool. Yeah, so. And uh, Exploited Cinema, those guys, they're great. A Bat 32. And, uh, J-Dog, man, greasy guys, and they cover movies like Mutilator and Breaking Point and uh, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain, all the sleazy flicks. Whoa. I mean, a guy like you, you're, we're, sitting here at this, we're sitting here at this strip club, man, and a guy like, that guy, see you, yeah, you, buddy, you will like this podcast and you will like this contest. Fuck yeah, that sounds right up my alley, like... I like all kinds of sleaze. I just wish fucking 42nd Street was still jiving, man. I used to have a fucking blast out there. Definitely. So, you guys uh, get your... Uh, When's this your... contest end again? Well, hey, the, the contest ends July 1st, but hey, you still got time, man, to get your uh, get your submission in for this contest, so... I might even write an original song, man. Fuck, I like to like, play guitar and shit, so... Yeah, Jimi Hendrix it up, man, but... Uh, Hey, man, I'll tell you a little bit more here, but it looks like our drinks are here, so, uh... Let's, oh, let's, sweet, man. Yeah, let's down these shots. Give me a sec. Yo, bring us a couple more of what he just ordered, anyway. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> tell me more about this contest, bro. I, I, I gotta get out of here before the old lady fucking knows I'm gone. Like, I'm supposed to be in the garage right now. Well, like I said, July 1st, get your submissions into Exploited underscore cinema at yahoo.com or their facebook page and you're entered to win the uh, poster and they'll pick the pick the winners july 1st so thanks for the info man fuck the people you run into at a strip club next lap dance is on me bro oh yeah cheers bro Back to Exploited Cinema, everyone. This is your host with the most, the J-Dog, here with Bat32, and you've entered the VHS vault, motherfuckers. Yes. yes. It's been a while. And yeah, we dusted off a little wacky horror comedy, I guess. I don't even know if you could consider it horror comedy, just a wacky 80s comedy with fucking little monsters in it, really. It's goofy <laughs> as fuck. It's awesome, and uh, what, the awesomeness we're talking about is 1987's Munchies. This is uh, directed by Tina Hirsch. Like, uh, she was—I think she was the editor on Gremlins, which you could heavily see with this. It was kind of like uh, their little idea to rip Gremlins off in a way, and rip Critters off, and rip Ghoulies off, and all the movies that had come right before it. Which one came first? Was it? It was Gremlins, or was it Critters? Gremlins, Critters, and then Ghoulies. Did Critters come out the same year or later in the year or what? A couple years later. Uh, okay, so they definitely probably had some influence then. 
Yeah. Oh, totally. It's like a ripoff of all those kind of films. Like, uh, Roger Corman produced it, so, you know, it's going to just be cheesy, off-the-wall fucking madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this opens up. Uh, you got uh, Paul, and uh, I guess it would be his, uh, Simon, his dad. Like, he's an archaeologist. So they're over in Peru, I believe it is, and they're doing a dig, and they uh, come across this fucking, what would have been, like a burial chamber or something? Something like that. It, it's they're down in South America somewhere, and it's I'm guessing like Aztec Indian um, temple. Yeah, yeah, they're in Peru, and yeah, some kind of Aztec temple or something. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Paul he thinks it's like a rat or something cruising around in there, and like I'm just kind of rushing through it a bit. But uh, what they do is they tr- chase it down, and they track him in the corner, and they catch him, and uh, find out it's like this little alien being. That's learned to speak Spanish because he's been there so long. And, yeah, they decide to bring him back to the U.S. And his dad wants to, like, what? Uh... Well, well, Simon sh- needs some money and stuff. So, yeah, he's yeah. Fucking, he's, he's trying to prove that uh, the Aztec runes were uh, made by aliens. So this is his big proof is what this is. Meanwhile, Paul and his girlfriend are like basically 80, 80s fine him with like uh, junk food, pop culture. What it was like? Was it a, a Playboy magazine? Mm-hmm. Yep, they introduce uh, Arnold is what they name the little guy. Uh huh. Arnold Ziffel, named after the pig on Green Acres, and uh, yeah, like uh, they introduce him to like junk food, uh, some TV. They show him how to use a TV, give him a little porno magazine to read because. Uh, Simon, he has to go do some shit over at the university, so he leaves, uh, like, Paul and Cindy in charge of little Arnold there until he gets back. And But they've been away for a while, and, of course, teens are going to want to go get some action. So, uh, yeah, Paul, he more or less tells Arnold to fucking chill while he goes to get some tail. Mm-hmm. And in the Meanwhile, meantime... yeah, the weird he... neighbors are trying to plot to come over and steal Arnold. They don't even know what the fuck it is, but they're going to steal it. Well, it's Simon's brother, Cecil, yeah, and Cecil, he uh, pretty much owns the town. Like, uh, they're watching the TV commercials, and every commercial that comes up has Cecil Waterman in it for this or that. And this is where little Arnold calls him a goof. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, goof. <laughs> it was pretty good. And he sounds like, um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mogwai, the Mogwai Gizmo, yeah. Yeah, a little Doesn't bit, he? yeah. Oh, a little, little bit? bit? Yeah. I'd say a lot. This is like a, definitely a direct ripoff. I mean, I guess well, yeah. I guess the director was trying to pay homage to that because, like, you know, later down the way they, you know, the with the gremlin and everything. So yeah, well, and Malvis is reading the magazine when uh, when the Cecil's picking her up, and it says gremlins on the front and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, Just, I remember that too. Yeah, right. Yeah. A little, a few little nods, yeah. But anyway, like, yeah, Cecil, he's uh, been listening on a shotgun mic and can hear something's going on over there. He's not quite sure, but he wants to steal it, whatever it is, because well, he doesn't want Simon getting this money because he's trying to buy his property off him. Probably something that their parents left them. Like, I don't know, Cecil wants Simon's share of the property is what he wants. Thank so he uh, recruits his stepson, dude, which is like this Santa Cruz deadhead, fucking pothead, fucking tie-dye fucking hippie surfer kind of dude kind of a zombie retard pretty much yeah 
And Cecil Lee convinces them to fucking help them go over there and steal whatever's there. So they go check it out. And you got Arnold, he's tearing the place apart. He's, he's trying to find something to eat, man. He's fucking hungry. He's been he's been in Aztec ruins for thousands of years. So motherfucker needs to get his eat on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, uh, coin the term munchie there, you know. He's got the yeah, munchies all the he's time. Like, he's like Paul when he ate that piece of hash when Cindy was telling that story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i remember that okay yeah but yeah you get a little chase scene around the kitchen and stuff like uh cecil's trying to catch arnold the place gets trashed and they eventually uh catch him in a garbage bag using like a dog chew toy they pull it across they think he's like some kind of hairless cat or something they're not really sure what the fuck he is at this point yeah they kept saying what did they say come here kitty yeah dude's like come here kitty kitty i don't know i thought that was pretty funny stuff i like that scene Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah, eventually they catch Arnold and they bring him back to his house there. And uh... <clears throat> oh, sorry, there. Uh... That's okay. Wait a minute. I want to correct myself. I said good. Uh, let me correct that word. Um, that's not the right word. Goofy. Okay. Oh, Go on. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. You just okay. had the fucking shit on it. Damn. Goofy. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've been waiting in the weeds, but go ahead, Goofy. Yeah. Anyway, as the story goes on, of of course, now uh, Cecil, he's got to go pick up his wife, Melvis, from, like, the airport or the bus depot or whatever, and he leaves Dude in charge of Arnold. And, well, of course, Dude's a fucking idiot, so you get all kinds of mayhem ensues. Like, at first, Arnold, he's just sitting there chilling on the pool table. Like, fuck, he's just bored. Then he goes over, tries to watch some TV, but dude's being a prick. He fucking smacks him and sends him flying across the room. And uh, this kind of turns Arnold into, like, fun-loving, wanting to just watch TV and eat munchies into the fucking pissed-off Arnold, or he's out for a little bit of blood now. Mm, his, like, claws come out and, like, fangs yeah, his, grow. his teeth grow and his claws get bigger, <laughs> and fuck, he scratches dude up a little bit, and dude goes and gets the shotgun and blasts him and chops him up. And then he fucking, he figures it's all over and done with. He's like, ah, fuck, I killed this little fucker. And, uh, goes to rock out, you know. Yeah, he goes sit down, puts his headphones on, starts chilling. But, uh, the munchies, like, opposite of the gremlins, you get gremlins wet, they multiply, while you chop a munchie up and they multiply. So instead of having one, there's four of them all of a sudden. And, yeah, they go and they fuck dude over. Like, uh, what do they do? Crank his headphones up all the way and it kind of blows dude's eardrums and killing him. I guess, yeah. If that's possible, yeah. Goofy. Yeah, it's classy. It's fucking good Good 80s fun is what it is, man. Okay, I'll give you that. I agree. It was good 80s fun. All right. Yeah, because I like, like, uh, well, you got Paul and Cindy now. They're done fucking, so they're trying to find Arnold, and uh, they go outside, and all of a sudden you got fucking the four munchies now. They're, they got dude's shotgun, and they're blasting shit, and... Well, I think Paul almost gets blasted too, eh? Like he ends up putting a garbage can over him, but they get away, like blast the top off and fuck off in dude's car, which is a gremlin, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying this last time. I was like, is that a gremlin? I was like, oh, that's a nice little nod to gremlin, sweet. Yeah, and then uh, like Paul, Cindy, they go after the munchies, and this is where uh, Eddie's involved. Like he had pulled them over earlier. We never really covered that because it don't matter but uh yeah it was just stupid they convince eddie fucking like uh big ed the sheriff's son which is deputy i guess that they're uh the munchies are ruski spies and they stole secrets from silicon valley to try to get them to help them and 
Yeah, and then there's this goofy scene where the munchies are like racing this old lady in a hot rod, and they run her off the road and shoot the shit out of her car and blow it up. It's fucking great stuff, is what it, I thought it was anyway. Yeah, that was pretty good scene. That was actually, I think, one of the high points of the film. I, I agree with you. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, it was brilliant. Good. Then they run the guys in the motor, like the motorcycle. Well, let's guys. not forget oh, it. Dude. Once, once they get into the fucking car, they're grabbing all dude shit, and ju- dudes got like weed. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're smoking joints and shit. Yeah, porno back there, and just fucking going to town. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes all four of them to drive the vehicle. One's got to work the brakes, one's got to work the gas, one's got to steer it. Well, I guess the other other one smoked the weed. Well, they're passing it around, you know, I'm sure, while they're doing this whole fucking mechanism. It's great, though, that, like, they're... Because it it is reminiscent of the Gremlins, you know, and the bar... Like you were saying, we were talking about earlier, and, you know, they were um, in the bar scene getting wasted and... You know, one had a cigarette, and this one's drinking this, and this one's doing that, you know, so they all, all got a personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, then there's, like, that little scene down at the lake where them chicks are, uh, they're, they're, they're out, they're not skinny dipping, they're just out for a swim, and the munchies see that, and... Get all horny. Yeah, they get horny. Well, they've been looking at porno and stuff, and they've just been introduced to titties, so they want to, they see some, they want to get a piece of it. And mm-hmm. they, I don't blame them. The chicks gets her uh, bikini top ripped off. Like, she's like, ooh, piranhas, she's saying as they're being attacked. Kind of another Roger Corman nod to piranhas, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Weird. Did, did Roger Corman, he didn't direct this, did he? He produced it, though. Yeah, I know, but he didn't direct, did he? No. Oh, okay. No, he produced, uh, well, Piranha, too. Which yeah, well, yeah, I know that, yeah. That, that's a nice little nod, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, like uh, Paul, Cindy show up and the fucking munchies, they get into the drain pipes now. So away they go, fucking, they reappear at the ice cream store. And the ice cream man, he had a hot woman, eh? Fuck, his old lady was pretty hot, I thought. Yeah, who was the ice cream man? I can't, that look, he looked familiar. Who was that? Yeah, fuck, I can't remember what the fuck his name was in this. Who the fuck? Well, I've seen him in um. He was in uh, I think he was in Robert, Gremlins Robert, too, wasn't he? Robert Picardo was the guy. Was the actor's name? I've seen him in other shit. I think he. Everybody like had a look of like familiar. Like they seemed really familiar. Like I've seen him in other shit, but I couldn't tell you. It's like that guy. You know yeah, his wife was hot anyway. Except for uh, Charlie Stratton, like I knew him. You know. Because I seen night, uh, Summer Camp Nightmare way before I saw this, so... Yeah, th- this guy was in Gremlins 2, Star Trek First Oh, Contact, so he was in Gremlins 2. Yeah. He was in Gremlins 2. Okay, I've seen him in... Yeah, and I've seen him in Star Trek and shit. Okay, I knew I knew who he was. Okay, I didn't know his name, but you know. Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus he's in. Yeah, I never saw that one, but I, I love <laughs> Gremlins 2. So there you have a crossover from Gremlins 2 there too as well man because uh wow that's that's crazy isn't it the grease, get, the grease gets deeper yeah yes Ooh. we always get deep on this show and dig out like remember when we found out that um the effects artist on uh what was it sleep away camp one also worked on nightmare and a damaged brain mm-hmm. digging out the gems no one man, else did out that the we said yeah Oh, I'm sure people knew that. They're yeah, like, no, where the fuck were you guys? 
I don't know. We think we discover shit on this show. We don't, but we're going to try to claim it. Of course. We're going to talk out our ass, though, yeah. Exactly. So, I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut in there. with. No, I was just kind of talking about the ice cream store scene. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the munchies, they go wreak havoc at at the ice cream store. And then we're... uh, we're back to Cecil and like uh, the opening of Malvis land, I guess it's like 36 holes in miniature golf. So it's a big grand opening. And what happens is the fucking munchies, they show up there as well and start fucking uh, terrorizing Malvis land. Like they're spying on some chicks panties as they're bending over to play mini golf. And the the guy from the ice cream store gets attacked again by the munchies, the poor fucker. <laughs> I know, dude, that's what I was thinking. I felt bad for him. Yeah, he gets fucked over again. Like, they attack some kids that are trying to rob a vending machine. Uh, just just a whole bunch of mayhem. They attack just... those cute girls there that are, like, kept, keep bending over and shit and getting them hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, yeah. They just start fucking with everyone. And uh, as in Big Ed blasts one of them, and uh, Cecil, he figures he's going to cut one of them up. And Although Paul's fucking warning him, like, the whole time, like, hey, don't. They're just going to multiply. But he cuts them up anyway. So now what do we got? Nine munchies? Uh, something like that. I think eight or seven. Yeah, seven, eight, nine. No, something like maybe that. I think they said seven. I'm not sure. I didn't write it down, but I think they okay. said seven munchies. Maybe. Well, this this next scene, I love this one because they go to the mom and pop video store. I knew you loved that part. Yeah, yeah. what do they got rocking in there? Do you remember what was up? It was blasphemy how they were fucking throwing those tapes around. Well, that that Clint Eastwood standee for Ben uh-huh. was badass. I remember uh-huh. that from back in the day at the video store, one of those. Yeah, I was going to say that was back in around in your prime. I'm sure you probably saw that stand-up I saw back that, today. I saw that same standee, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was awesome how they were using fucking the Clint Eastwood standee as a shield as the munchies were throwing the tapes at them. And this is where they're first introduced to how they can uh, kill them, really, is... Uh, because he uses uh, Clint Eastwood's standee to kind of smash one of them through the air and into a TV set, and it electrocutes him and turns him to stone, like turns him back into an Aztec relic, mm-hmm. is what happens. Because they were reading in a book earlier that the fire of the gods was the only way to stop him, but Paul's too stupid to know that electricity is fire of the gods. Fucking idiot. It's okay. lightning. Yeah. Yeah, we got the fucking, like I said, the video store madness, uh... Then they get down into like the Cecil storage area because I think Cecil must own the video store as well. And there was like a secret entrance down to where he's storing his like toxic waste and all his like fucking food products and everything else that Cecil's got his finger in. Yeah, you'll which the plot thickens, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot the oh. scene at Burgerland where they go to Burgerland and it's fucking run by midgets. I thought that was great as well. Fucking burger place run by all midgets. <laughs> that made me laugh. Well, and, their yeah. one manager was, was a big guy. He was like six foot something. Yelling oh, yeah, at him. Muscling the midgets, yeah. And th- Once again, the munchies, they wreak havoc. Like, pretty much everywhere they go, they're just trashing the place and terrorizing everyone. Like, going from place to place and eating all the fucking food, really. You know what I thought? I thought the midgets were going to join up with the munchies and they were going to go to war. <laughs> what could you see in like uh, the in the one scene? You could see all the midgets ditching out the corner of the fucking uh, of the shot out the back door and into the bushes. They show all these midgets running away. 
Yeah, I'm sure it was probably expensive to pay the midgets, so that they probably needed to get rid of them pronto. Plus, I don't know, oh. people are probably weirded out about the midgets on set. Well, probably midgets creep me out, too. See? <laughs> but yeah, back to Munchies now. Like, uh, Cecil and his crew, like Cecil, Malvis, and Big Ed, they decide they're going to go down to the fa- like uh, Cecil's factory because he's like, oh, fuck, they're down into the storage area, so we got to go stop them. And while they're down there, like, Cecil runs into Cindy, and she's, uh, she must have got, like, uh, like, they're down there as well, like, Eddie, Paul, and uh, Cindy, and she gets, uh, like, fucking misplaced from Paul, and she's being attacked by the munchies, and Cecil being the hard ass, instead of saving her and letting her in the elevator, locks her out. May I interject got- that Cindy, I wish Cindy would have showed some skin, because Cindy, Cindy should have showed cute. some titties. Yeah, she was fuckable. Yes, Okay. Go ahead. Uh, now you got my train of thought. All <laughs> I know, because uh, you're thinking about Cindy. Yeah, now I'm thinking about Cindy. Because, yeah, like, huh? there's a scene, like, as Cindy's being attacked, you got Paul, he's uh, kind of hunting down these other munchies, and they're multiplying on one of Cecil's presses. Like, they're cutting themselves up, and they're multiplying, and eating cheese slices. Why didn't they just do that from the start? That was brilliant, though, I thought, that they're like, fuck it, we'll just start cutting each other up, and we'll turn into an army. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul's lucky he fucking uh, jerry-rigged that fucking extension cord and managed to electrocute them as they were all standing on the conveyor belt. Mm-hmm. Into perfect so. statues. Yeah, and then for some reason the idiot smashes them all after, like, and to he, find and out at the end he could have yeah. made a money. Oh my god, yeah, 25000 a pop. Yeah, he's lucky he just saved 75000 he got for it, I think, wasn't it? No, he, I wrote it down. I did write that one down. It's a twenty. I, I could get 25000 He was probably thinking, son of a bitch, I broke all those other ones. What was I mm-hmm. thinking? Exactly. I bet sad. you he probably could have got something for the rubble. Maybe, yeah. Uh, they probably could have tried to piece them back together. He could have probably shelled himself up another fucking uh, ten grand from the pieces. They probably did. <laughs> you're digging too deep into this shit man this is munchies i know dude that's what i'm thinking i'm like you're going why, into like the even, universe we, here. hey now now you're bringing me back to reality i'm thinking why did we even fucking review this oh yeah that's, hey fuck you it's just good it's, you sent me on, this joking. this is good yeah stuff. i know I, I because i got on a whole i got on a whole gremlins kick and i got gremlins one and two and i got critters one and two and then I was like, and I always loved Critters, and I was like, well, I never really delved into Ghoulies. Checked out the first Ghoulies, was like, that's terrible. I was like, well, what's left? Munchies. Ghoulies 3 is the best. We're gonna uh, you know, a story. lot of people say Ghoulies 2 is pretty good, and, uh, and, and everybody says Ghoulies, Ghoulies 1 is terrible, and that one's kind of scaring me away, you know, because it was horrible. It was horrible. It uh, if you think like, this uh, is bad, Ghoulies 3 is twice as bad, but it's in an awesome way. Awesome way. Or ghoulies go to college, or ghoulies go yeah, to Yeah, fucking or... A, man. <laughs> I got two VHS copies of that. No, it's good. Well, you know, look, bro, if you want to review that shit on the show, you'll have to send me a copy. That's the only way I'll do that, is if you <laughs> send me a copy of it. That's the only way, because I'm not going to go out and search ghoulies three down. But I might check out two, part two, maybe, on my own. One you know, is terrible. I'm going to just give a shout out right now. We will never cover that on this show because it's terrible. I want to. It's not that bad. I like oh, it. I, I, need, God, I need to get Goody's dude, it. It's good. It's you, so it's good. slow and it's boring as fuck. Dude. It's good. 
It's pretty good. You want to watch a movie with it's like cool bad. little critters and shit, and a lot of people bitch about this movie, but Troll. Not Troll 2. Troll 2 is a pile of shit. It's so bad, it's bad. Yeah, Troll's alright, too. Troll. I guess cool. we should fucking... I love that, but yeah. We should wrap out this, though, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, off. because you see how we're trying to get off track from fucking talking about munchies, you know? Well, long story I tried short, three times. Fucking, uh... Cindy saves Paul as he's being attacked, and they kill off all the munchies now. So there's none left. But uh, this is kind of where Cecil's fucking boat finally fucking sinks on him because uh, Paul runs across this recipe for uh, turning the toxic waste into, like, snack products. Yeah, he was recycling it. Yeah, he was recycling, like, Cecil's, like, why well, treat it with the Cecil Waterman fucking toxic waste treatment? It's oh. fine to eat, and... Yeah, that's pretty much where it all swings uh, full circle. And yeah, fucking Big Ed, he fucking, he's like, well, I ain't down with this no more. He arrests Cecil. Cecil's taken into fucking custody. And then you got uh, Simon, he appears back. He's back from the university. And he brings uh, some doctor or professor back with him, like uh, to show him Arnold, of course, to try to get some money. And Arnold's not there. All he is is a fucking statue now. But. Uh, yeah, Simon's just lucky enough, like you said, he got 25G and got the money he needed to save his land. So, happy ending and all. Can't complain. Goofy. Goofy is classic ending, man, like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro, but I just... It was alright, and like, I don't know, man. I got it because I heard it was hard to find, and I, I checked it out, and it is... I'm gonna tell you, it's like heads and tails better than Ghoulies Part One, but uh, I'm glad you got it because that means I have it again now, and I loved it as a kid. I still love it. Fuck, I might go watch it again right now since we're done the show. Commentary munchies. Uh, I'm no, just I, I I don't think I could sit through that motherfucker. Maybe next year. In a year in a year hit me up and I might say, Oh, that might be funny, you know, that might be uh oh, that might be uh cool to do, but you know, I don't know. Maybe like uh if I'm drunk or something, maybe we can do something, maybe. Refresh. You know. Refresh still, yeah. I don't know, definitely you not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do recommend Everyone it. Everyone knows I recommend it. I, yeah, I think even funny. though I fucking said it was goofy. Yeah, it is goofy as fuck. And I and uh, but uh, I love it because it's fun. I, that's what I like about it. It's fun. It's goofy. It's no brain cinema. It's just me, something you watch and enjoy. Let me let me just say, Charlie Stratton. If you're gonna see it, see it for him because he's great. And what the fuck happened to that guy anyway, man? Come back to cinema, dude. You're great. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it. That's really. That's why I would want to watch it again. Is because of him. He's great. And uh, go and also go out and check out. You know, uh, Summer Camp Nightmare too. So definitely, Summer Camp Nightmare is required watching. Axel from Profondo Cinema recommends it too as well. So cop that shit. Get the VHS. Get a bootleg. Get whatever you got to get. Yeah, this is like his best year of his career, really. Like, he did Munchies and Summer Camp Nightmare back-to-back. Like mm-hmm. Munchies first, Summer Camp Nightmare next. He's got a, he's got different hairdos for both, so... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, totally. That was his best year as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. 88, he was busy doing a lot of TV shit, but... And that's fuck where his it. fucking career went downhill. He should have stopped fucking around on TV shit. He should have got exactly. back into doing you, movies. You, you fuck around on 21 Jump Street unless you're and, Johnny Depp. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's going to kill your career. You know, look at uh, what's-his-name from Night of the Creeps. He was on 21 Jump Street. What happened to his career? Yeah, fuck. Jason Lively was the was the cat's name uh, from Night of the Creeps and uh, Okay, yeah, that's right. European Vacation, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fuck. No, I I recommend it if you like fucking cheesy '80s movies like Critters, shit like that. I think you'll have fun with this. Something you can show younger kids. Yeah, that's the, that's the another nephews, thing. Yeah, stuff like- that's what I was thinking. I was like, if you want something that's like kind of on the edge you want to show to a kid this could be definitely okay i think first time i seen it was at my aunt and uncle's house when there was a whole bunch of us over there and it was one of the movies that was rented for like the kids to watch and the adults kind of sat there and watched it too i remember i remember we all got a fat fucking kick out of it so yeah, man, I love it. It's you know, if I if I was a kid oh, scene, oh, now I, you love it, eh? Fuck, well, I you said look, it's goofy. <laughs> it's goofy, but you know, I love it I, to the extent of if I was a child, I could see it through a child's eyes. But it's, dude, as an adult, yeah, it's goofy as fuck. It's not like, hey, let's throw this in. But I, like, if I was six years old. I'd keep wanting to play this over and over and over again. I can already say mm-hmm. it because I like goofy shit. What does that mean? When I was a kid, I was a fucking moron and I had no taste. Hey, now, I still like this stuff. Now I have taste. You know, if so I was six now. years old. Hey, ti- hey, look, here's my advice, buddy. Time travel back to when I was six year six years old, and you can give me this copy, and I'll probably love it then. I'll probably be thanking you and thinking you were a god from the heavens. Okay, but I now, but now I think you're a loon because this is this is uh, this is just crazy off the wall. Uh, I don't know, kids movie. It looks like a cartoon, Scooby Doo shit. Like you love, I love Scooby Doo. I know, dude. It's like a fucking. It reminds me I of like Hanna Barbera fucking cartoon. Fuck, I love Hanna Barbera too. Well, <laughs> I guess that's just a testament to my uh, degree of what I can watch, like that I can enjoy munchies and fight for your life both in back-to-back viewings where i can go from enjoying yeah the most racist movie ever pretty much now was that does that reflect does that reflect on your childhood viewing would you view like fight for your life and then munchies back-to-back when you were a kid or what probably not no but it just just (laughs) goes to show like i just want to see i just uh like really there's nothing that i won't watch to a point i just got weird tastes i guess like i can go from the sleaziest thing to some fucking real campy garbage really do you watch children's films like disney movies and shit no fuck like that shit's yeah, I watch... shit no. oh fuck, no i don't watch nothing fruity i watch Hanna barbera and i don't watch <laughs> nothing fruity whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait a minute Slow down. You watch a lot of shit from the '80s. There's all kinds of fruity shit, man. But ain't fruity unless you're talking about cruising. But that's just good. It's that's good though. Fuck, it's classic. That's good though. This is coming from the guy that just said, "I don't watch anything fruity." (laughs) Well, fuck, fruity, Rudy. You never mind. 
No, I showed. I'm gonna be serious real quick about cruising, and then we can uh, roll out and uh, get onto the break. I showed my buddy cruising, and uh, he was he. Even though I was like, well, you know, it's come on, man, check it out. You know, it's it's it's. I explained it to him, and he didn't really like the idea, and he really didn't like it. He was turned off by all the homosexual stuff going on. That's probably because he was really turned on by it, so he pretended he was turned off. Maybe that's what what it was. I don't know. He just <laughs> did a two-year stint in prison, so. Oh, yeah, well, then. Maybe. Fucking, maybe, yeah. It's hit too close I don't to think home. So. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> He'd always, he's always been, like, uh, very, uh, I guess you could say homophobic or whatever, so. I really don't. I, I don't really care either way. When I view a few film, it's uh, it's like I was telling a buddy. Uh, it's like from uh, a voyeur's point of view. Like it, it, you know, it's like outside of me. I I'm peeking in through a little peek hole almost. You're like the guy on Night Train Murders that's peeking into the fucking. I've night, never seen the that. Car jerking off while they're raping that girl. Oh, you I, need to. That was one of the first we did on the fur. You no, know, that's. Just... I know. I wanted to track it down, but no, that reminds me of this movie, this one porno I saw too, and we'll we'll we can cut the show after this, but uh, <laughs> it reminds me of this porno called Mile High Club, where uh, this guy and this girl are in this one room. And this gal's trying to get this dude to shove, like, this 10-foot black dildo up his ass, and he doesn't want it, and he's all goofy. He's got... I, hope, I guess you wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want it either. I'd be afraid. He's like, oh, and he's all goofy with glasses, and uh, somebody's, like, masturbating in, like, this dark room, like, adjacent, and it's all on this plane and, like, beating off, watching him through a peephole, and kind of the weirdest porno, I don't know, but you just made me think about that with the whole peephole shit, so... Hmm. That and that and Norman Bates, you know, of course, the throwback uh, ultimate voyeur, you know. Mm-hmm. So. True that. Well, cool. Well, with that, uh, what better way to wrap out this segment? Uh, yeah, munchies. If you can find it, watch it. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stake my reputation on it. Well, I won't go that far, but if hey, if you can find a copy of it, VHS, most likely. Because this DVD goes for quite a bit, I think. It's out of print. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely pick it up. Oh, yeah. So, Shit, yeah. If, if you don't even want the copy, I, I you know, I don't like the film that much, but I'll buy the VHS copy off you, you know, if you don't Fucker, want you beat me to it. it. I was going to I was gonna oh. try to fucking freeload it. I was going to say, if you find wanna... it and don't want it, send it to me. Hey, if you just want to get it, give it to, uh, well, if you get it, uh, you're going to have to rip me a copy, but okay. anyway. Yeah. Send it to the J-Whore. I, I, I'm a whore for everything. Just send it to me. So, yeah. So, yeah, with, with that, I'm uh, J-Dog. I'm whoring things out. And, yeah, you guys are listening to Exploited Cinema. Dale Palmer, director of the X-rated films Hot Summer in the City, Erotic Adventures of Candy, Candy Goes to Hollywood, and coming soon, The Longest Foot, starring John Holmes. Hi, I'm Gail Palmer. I just spent 30 days in the dark with a man that's in every woman's dream. This guy here, Sylvester Stallone. I've been hired by Stallion Releasing Company to supervise the editing of this new X-rated film, The Italian Stallion, 
with Sylvester Stallone in the starring role as Stud. I don't have to tell you that he was the star of United Artists' biggest grossing film ever, Rocky. After editing this film, I can assure you that everything you ever wanted to see of Sylvester Stallone can be seen in this new X-rated movie, The Italian Stallion. However, due to the mature content of this film, there are only two scenes we can show you acceptable for a G-rated preview. Playboy magazine, September 1978. Playboy. What about that porn film you were supposed to have starred in? Stallone. I was starving when I did it. I was desperate. You know, when you're hungry, you do a lot of things you wouldn't ordinarily do. The producers would like to remind you that if the frank portrayal of sex offends you, please do not attend this film. Italian Stallion, rated X. No one under 18 admitted. for your life uh, segment we were going to have a special guest and uh here he is he's uh new to the uh exploited cinema staff uh, mm-hmm. you might have heard his voice on the last canon quarter go on and introduce yourself man hey what's going on fellas um this is uh Derek west or uh, d as you guys call me um yeah big fan of the show i'm sure you've heard me uh asking a shitload of questions so yeah very happy uh andy went and uh, asked me to help him out in the can corner about piss my pants. So I bet you did, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Ah, fucking happy to have him on the show. We kind of just grabbed him uh, 
seen him on Skype, so we pulled him in. And let's put him on the spot and put him on the show here. We abducted him in, like, a fucking weird child molester van and, like, put, like, a fucking... Uh, it was your dad's van. Come put, on now. Put a pillowcase over his head and, like, brought him back to the Exploited Cinema studio and shit. Clubbed him yeah. a couple times in the head so he didn't, like, know where he was going and shit. I know the duct tape we had over his mouth peeled off his little mustache he had, but <laughs> I feel kind of bad about that. But we ha- we have him in the studio now anyway, and yeah, it's too bad you hadn't seen any of the flicks we talked about. But I know, man. I think uh, Nick called me a while ago. I'm like a babe in the woods or some shit like that. Well, that's the thing. You, like the show can educate you as you go too. Like yeah, exactly. But uh, so you, oh, sorry, ahead, I was buddy. just gonna ask D if he's gonna send in an entry for our big contest we have coming up here. We're gonna talk uh, a little about that. Yeah, actually, I might be. I already have a fall break poster. Andy hooked me up for that. But, um, you know, I might be because that poster is probably the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. So, Yeah, I don't, I, think, I don't think Andy can qualify for No offense, Andy, but Andy's got like 20 of these fucking things, I think, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Andy can put up second prize. He can put up one of his posters. A yeah, Andy needs to put up. one up, definitely. He's <laughs> fucking J-Dog's anteing up this one. Well. I kind of hustled it out of Buddy Cooper. It was the extra, since I bought so many off him. And yeah, I still and, got and, fucked in the and end. And, you know, I take it back. I looked at this poster, and this motherfucker don't even have uh, tackles, so I don't... It was probably put in a frame when it was hung, so... It's Keith Primo, then. It's really nice. Yeah, you guys need to jump on this, bitch, but... Uh, well, let's tell them uh, where they can uh, what they can write in. They can write into our email at exploited uh, underscore cinema at yahoo.com. Or you could pay, post a video written or audio recording on our wall. Um, however you want to do it. And like I said, you can fucking write a song. You can be like the... Uh, the uh, the guys from uh, Summer Camp Nightmare. What the were beef those guys bologna. called? Beef bologna. And write us a beef bologna Beef, beef, song. beef, beef bologna. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like Axel even sent us in a little tune for Summer Camp Nightmare, yeah? Yeah, what? that's right. He did write out one. He got inspired by that film. I don't blame him. Fucking A, we inspire people. Well, the guy that's uh, the lead in uh, Summer Camp Nightmare, he's the lead in Munchies, so, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. Damn straight. Motherfucker. Yeah, that's him, man. He's he's the lead in this. It's kind of a goofy little little uh, performance from him, though. He was kind of tongue in cheek with it, you know. Yeah, I thought I had recognized him from somewhere. Was totally. it Charlie Charlie Stratton? Is his name? Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this contest, like uh, even on the YouTube, like you can uh, send a video response or something, like. Uh, Someone can make shit. I'd love to see someone recreate one of the death scenes from the mutilator or something for the contest. Like, get creative. Yeah, I mean, the most creative, like, the most inspiring, like, I'm not even trying to, like, just alienate our guys that want to write, like, a five-page essay. Whatever um, you send in that's, like, the most moving to us, me and J-Dog are going to review these, and we're going to take a vote, and hell, you know, maybe we might even get... uh, D and Andy in on this vote, you know. I don't know if they're if they're participants, maybe not. But uh, well, if D is, that might be a little lopsided there. But uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, we might even do something like that too as well. So it's just the most moving uh, write-in, audio recording, or video that you can send in is going to be the winner. 
Mm-hmm. And sh- fuck, who knows if we get a couple that are really ace, maybe we can put together something like a, a complimentary prize or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe like a DVD or something or. Yeah, I'm not gonna like send them my VHS copy of the Mutilator or nothing. Right, like right. That, maybe but. like a bonus uh, copy of the Mutilator to uh, rip or something though, huh? I have some of those mm-hmm. extras, yeah. So, um, what do you want to say? Maybe like the, maybe we'll have a two second and third place winners get a, like a free copy of uh, the rip of the Mutilator uncut. Yeah, I could always put together like a obscure slasher package or something for somebody. Okay. Well, that's kind of nice to throw in there as just a bonus and, and an extra incentive to, like, um, get involved with our, our, our giveaway because, hey, you know, you might not win the poster, but at least you're going to win a copy of the movie. So mm-hmm. I have something else I'm going to give away maybe down the road. I'm still deciding. I still might keep it for myself. I have two copies. And, no, it's not rituals. I ain't giving one of those away. For... Right, exactly. But, yeah, uh... So I guess, yeah, send in your shit for the contest. I don't know, when should we, when should we close it out? Like, we're going to well, do we the... we said dr- July 1st, I thought. That's when we're going to... That's so. when we're going to announce, but we're going to have to have a cutoff date, so we have a chance to judge them. Like, what do you say, June 25th? Well, that you know, maybe... Why don't we just say maybe uh, June 30th? That way... Uh, Gives us first, a day to make the call? Yeah, the first weekend. Yeah, we can go over it that night. We can we can work overtime in the Exploited Cinema Studios. and. Uh, You're going to make me work on Canada Day, hey? July is it 1st. Canada that's, Day? July 1st is. That's why I picked Oh, that's Canada like your guys' 4th of July. I see. Fuck yeah. Well, this is, gonna, this is bigger than 4th of July. Like, this is bigger than Canada Day, 4th of July. Fucking... What do you call well, that? I Fucking thought it was a perfect time. Bin Laden Christmas shit. Right. I, Ramadan or no, that's the black stuff. I, don't I thought. Uh, I I'm thought getting racist perfect, now. Never mind. I thought it'd be perfect timing for like it because they'd probably get it a little bit maybe in the mail a little bit maybe a little bit after Fourth uh, of July. So. Well, yeah, your mail. If it ain't coming from Canada, I was gonna say you might have it by September if I'm sending it to you, but. Right, exactly. Yeah, th- this one you have it, so. Right, cool. Yeah, I'll be sending this this baby out to the winner, so and uh, and and you and keep an eye out. You'll probably see videos. I'll probably we'll probably upload a video with some shots of it, so you know, it's the real deal. You know, this is no reprint. This came from Buddy Cooper's like secret stash. Go I think on Buddy YouTube. Cooper fucked some chick on it. Like, didn't you say it smells like sex and eighties? Eighties, yeah, it does smell retro. Definitely. Nice. So. Yeah, this came right from the man. It's not signed though, is it? No, it's not signed. But it's the only one that of this like lot that I've seen so far that's folded. Maybe Andy has a folded one too. But I have a folded one too, but it's not in that good a shape. I don't think those are those are the real those are the rare ones. Those are the the original ones that stand out you know i was talking to a buddy and i was thinking wouldn't the uh wouldn't the unfolded ones be worth more because those were like extras that never got sent out so don't you think those would be even worth even more than the um folded it's hard to say it almost seems like they're printed on different paper do you know what i mean though yeah that other one the the rolled ones look like they're thin really thin Mm -hmm. and just that's what i was was gonna ask you guys actually because my uh fall break one Seems like it was printed on newspaper or something, like super thin. Yeah, mine as well. Mm. Who knows, maybe Buddy Cooper pulled a fast one on us and got a bunch of reprints done or something and <laughs> sold them on eBay. 
Well, that that folded one's definitely real deal, man. That one is. Yeah, yeah the one we're giving away is definitely the real deal. So, so maybe if anything, he got us, but uh, the the fall break one, because I got one too, D, and you got a fall break one too as well, J Dog, right? Yeah, Andy's got about and six. And that one's, I think, got a gloss <laughs> now, doesn't it? If I if memory serves me correct, or is that a paper one too? Okay. I can't remember. It is papery, I think. Okay. I it's not gloss. A gloss. It be? It's like newspapery kind of. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, you know that one wasn't released, so maybe that one was uh, printed on a cheaper stock. Who knows? Uh, they smell. They smell old, and they smell like. Then they look like they came from that time period. Either way, so. Yeah, mine's is still like mint condition too. Yeah, they all are, <laughs> except for the fold. Like I said, the folded one, which he re-rolled this one, but I would manage to refold it perfectly. So he must have just rolled it to send. You may as well was... just send it to me then. Oh, I see. Yeah, just stick it in that package. I'm sending that. Uh, what is it? Don't answer the phone poster too. Yeah, I'll just draw. I'll get a big piece of like poster paper and draw a mutilator poster, and we'll give that out. <laughs> you dirty motherfucker! Holy fuck! I got hi- I got hydrophonic trying to phone me too. Like <laughs> he can fuck off. He's just trying to sell me DVDs. What? Are, what? Are you, maybe he's got an email address. Let's see if he's got anything good going. Bring him in. Oh, no, he don't listen to the show anyway, so he got cut uh, off. Fuck him, huh? Yeah, fuck him in the goat ass. So, D, what I wanted to know was, like, what's your top fa- three favorite films? I know Rocketeer's up there, right? What else? Oof, fuck yeah. Um, it's a really hard one, because like, I'm a big, big fan of movies, so um, I have to say Rocketeer. Um, if I was going to pick just three, I'd throw in a four movie. I'd probably say... Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six and uh, probably RoboCop actually. Nice. nice. Yeah, th- I love those movies. RoboCop actually, like, I saw it when I was really young, and that actually kind of freaked me out. Like when they're shooting up Murphy, you know, like I thought I was watching mm-hmm. a film. <laughs> it was a pretty graphic scene, definitely. Yeah, RoboCop's dear to my heart too. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really badass film. Have you guys? Did Andy send you guys um, the rips of the Rocketeer or not? I watched it last week, actually. Oh, nice. How'd you like it? Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I got into it. So I'll, I'll watch it again for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty sleazy, like a Disney flick, you know. Yeah, that's what I when at first I was like Disney, but it had some shit going on in it. Uh, yeah, like a really violent kind of Disney movie. But yeah, I I watched that when I was like fucking three or four years old and I've been in love with it ever since. You're like, that's probably the most I've... Like, you say you've seen Dawn of the Dead, you know, a hundred times. Like, I've seen The Rocketeer, you know, 200 times. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that movie definitely holds a dear place in my heart. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, no, I, I I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. Like, my roommate, I was telling him I was watching it. He's like, oh, yeah, that, I've seen that a dozen times. He said it's classic. Oh, so, yeah. I guess okay. I've been under a rock or something. Yeah, young Jennifer Connelly's looking, you know, just great in that one, too. She's definitely looking fuckable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, for for exploited cinema standards, though, what what film is like, really molded or scarred your young mind the most? Um, Like what you talked about on the show, or like... 
just in general, like you came upon a movie that was so shocking that it like made your you you sick to your stomach and like you were oh, fully re- repulsed. A pretty common movie, actually. Like everybody's seen it, it seems. But um, you guys are probably gonna think about Pussy, but uh, Misery, that movie. The leg breaking really, scene. Yeah, that's just too much, man. Like Pussy. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watch people eat shit. Movies like Salo and Misery tripped you out, like. <laughs> yeah, something about like the this boned. I don't know. Problem with legs breaking and shit. Like. Well, it 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 is good stuff. Yeah, it's like a really well made movie, you know. But that scene just kind of. Yeah, what was it called? Hobbling. <laughs> yeah, she, ho- yeah, she hobbled him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. But like, I saw that as a young lad, and like, I don't know, it was. Yeah, it was kind of disturbing, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, it just... Uh, I think the probably the most disturbing thing when I was a child, like, that I saw was, like, um, uh, probably stuff where our kids were being harmed, most likely. Like, like uh, Fight for Your Life, a kid gets his face smashed in with a, with a rock we talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably would have been disturbed as a young lad seeing that. Like, uh, for instance, I can remember... Back in '91, when Candyman came out, and they had that kid laying on the floor that had gotten his his dick and shit uh, cut off, junk ripped off, yeah. And he was laying there like screaming, and there was blood all over. Yeah, that disturbed me, and I saw that as a young child. I was probably like, pussy. Man, that's disturbing when you're a child to see other children mangled and stuff, especially when you know like kids are innocent to an extent, you know. I reckon so. Yeah, I must just have been a twisted little fucker, I suppose. Well, shit, I mean, you were raised on this gruesome fucking shit at, like, what? You were probably, like, five and watching Chainsaw Massacre. and Oh, yeah. You were weak oh, yeah, like, on this shit. When I say, like, I was like, I saw Robocop and, like, the whole, like, when they're shooting him up and, like, uh, I think Tony was talking on uh, Canadian Frogs, like, where the guy, like, drives into the, uh, what the hell is it, like, Unigen or some shit and, like, it comes out all like melted and all fucked up. Yeah, yeah it's a really bad scene today. You know, like back when I was like five or six years old, like that really scared me. You know, mm-hmm. creep show is what fucked me over good when I was young. Really? <laughs> was it well, the box one? The the thing in the box? Nah, Father's Day because we lived. We had a graveyard right off our backyard. Really? That where where we lived, and I we used to play in the graveyard. Then after seeing that shit, it. Uh, well, remember, I seen this, like, when Creepshow came out. Right, like, when you were a kid back, oh, I know, man. 1981 or 82, and I was only, what, four or five years young old. Lad, very young, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even touch my first titties yet. And, and you're and you're talking shit about us seeing, seeing modern-day shit, like, 1991 horror films. Yeah, you were probably 13 Darn. when you seen it, though. No, I wasn't. Dude, I, I ain't that old. Holy shit, man! I'm, I'm a young buck you. still. Shit. I got. I was about 13 when I saw Misery, and ugh. it's just that's too much. I was. That's when I saw it spit on your grave, <laughs> for real, and all the rape and revenge shit, man. That's when that's I was scarring my mind. I'm, I'm older than dirt, so. Well, I'm not saying you're that old, but shit, man. According to Tony, I'm about 65. So. Well, hey, you know you're. Uh, hey, you, you, even if you are that old, you know you're a young soul. So. Oh fuck! I guess. Fuck. Can fuck with the best of them. I don't even need Viagra. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Off topic once again, but hey. 
So, I don't know, I guess, uh, I don't know, I had a blast with this show, like Munchies. I hope people enjoyed that in the VHS vault. It's kind of a little obscure gem there. Fight for Your Life, Contraband, Little Lucio Fulci Madness. Well, I know yeah, he's never I mean, seen it, but... Well, we hadn't seen Contraband before we, we viewed it either, so... No, it gave me an excuse to actually... Tony had sent it to me back in the Furox days, and I just kind of sat there with the pile of shit from other people that I haven't got around to. And Well, if he listens, I'm sure he'll be happy that we reviewed that one, huh? I finally dug it out yet. Yeah. Maybe it'll motivate him to watch half the stuff I sent him he didn't watch, too. What is wrong with him, man? You could, He's probably sitting on a gold mine that you sent him. Probably. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, D, what did you think of the uh, music and horror episode? Was that did that uh, wet your oh, whistle or what? Yeah, I I pissed my pants. So that was awesome. It was awesome to hear Tony back, like kind of disappear from the world for a while, you know. But yeah, that was just awesome. He came back with a vengeance. Hey, eh? he was spitting hate on everyone. He was, was in, Tony. He was in good spirit. I mm-hmm. could tell he was in good spirit. He was patient with me and my shitty ass internet. He was like patient with us and wasn't like, I gotta go, you know. Like, I thought he was gonna be like, come on, motherfuckers. Like, he kept us rolling like he always did with you in the Ferox mm-hmm. days, but. Stayed on for the duration, yeah. Yeah, he was patient. He wrote it out. He, you know, he was, he's already been weathered with 17 episodes of the Ferox. He already knew what he was in for. And he uh, was just mad because I kept one up and I'm with my music, with my choices. Oh, yeah, you shit that all dead, over my... Uh... Dead, dead Time Stories theme song, that just fucked everything <laughs> you guys had right what up the, the ass. Fuck, man? You fucked and shit all over Prom Night and the awesome score that uh, Polly Zaza, you bastard. Uh, Polly Zaza, forget about it. Oh, you shit all over the Robocop theme too, huh? <laughs> well, I one-upped him with uh, Harry Warden, I thought. I think with the Robocop, yeah. Yeah, he thought he one-upped everyone with Dead Time Stories. Oh, man, I haven't (laughs) seen that movie, and I already know. I'm sending you a copy. I I just watched that the other night, too. That shit's awesome. Fuck both of you. You guys need to see that. Is it like a kiddie? I'll dig into it. Sorry, what's that, D? Is it like a kiddie kind of horror film, like uh, The Willies or something? No, it's actually an anthology, just like this, uh, with like... uh, a, with spins on like uh, nursery tales or whatever, like oh. Little Red Riding Hood, uh, some witches, and uh, who else is in there? Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Okay, they're like pretty vicious looking, like bears or something like real bears. Yeah, actually, the bears are uh, a family. Of, like uh, the two brother bears are escaped mental patients and. Uh, Mama Bear's the uh, the mom that springs him out of the mental institute, and Goldilocks is this fucking chick that escaped from the men's mental institute that's killing guys and hiding them in this fucking old cabin, and yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. It's it's fucked up shit. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it is awesome. That's why I'm campaigning it. It's like it's got to be on the show here soon. Yeah, what do you? It's gonna be on the show here soon. Yeah, if I watch it and I say, "Yeah, we'll do that." Oh, you got the uh, fine. Listen, Mr. I'm, Mr. I'm gonna pull. Mr. I'm gonna Big start pulling. Michigan, fucking. Uh, you you trying to censor the show now? I'm gonna Is start pulling to... some hardcore Tony. Like we're not covering <laughs> that shit on this show. This fucking guy thinks he's the man now. He's trying to censor me. He's trying to no, trying I'm to keep the show around. around. 
When, when has the show ever had any class? It's like school in July, man. It's no class. <laughs> well, you guys think for uh, Blood Beach, right? And uh, Tony never wanted to do that when he thought that he was a piece of shit. Oh, fuck. It's awesome, Blood Beach. Like, it's like a whiskers on a sausage, like John Saxon would say. It's, fuck, you got to see Blood Beach to know what that's all about. It's like, yeah. It's, that's about as useful as whiskers on a sausage, he says. That's we my favorite. We both agreed that we enjoy, We both enjoyed this film. Oh, yeah. Well, bit. it had the seven yeah. degrees of poly in it. Oh, well, exactly. I mean, shit, I just... I, anything anything with fucking John Saxon, though, I'm, I'm there. You know, you, you say it's John Saxon's in it for five minutes, and I'm there. I don't care, you know? Fucking Burt Young, that's what I'm all about. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember, I love Burt Young from, um, what was it, Amityville Part 2. He's great in that, too, you know? Fuck yeah, he slaps his wife around, his kids around, he slaps the neighbor's dog around if he that, got caught it. Like, yeah, that was Burt Young's best badass. performance. It, it was uh, Amityville Part 2, to be Fuck honest with you, right. I thought it was. So. Well, well, it's the seven degrees of Polly, like I, like I always say. Exactly. Like Burt Young in uh, Rocky Three. Yeah, me too. He's all fucking drunk and pissed off at the world, and he's like, fuck Rocky, fucking give me some money, fuck. Except he, like, isn't that when he tells Rock that he, like, fucked him on all, like, all of his money or whatever? Is that no, that's, that's oh, part yeah, four. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, part three's where Polly gets drunk and smashes the Rocky fucking uh, pinball machine. machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then he gives his big sob story, like, you just keeping me down, Rock, and, like, Rocky's more or less like, fuck, Polly, you want a job? Just ask. Like, fucking, I'm not just going to give you shit. Like, fucking, have some pride. train him and shit, like, later on and shit. And well, no, nah, that's, Apollo, that's Apollo Creed that has to train him, because, like, fucking Clubber Lang just well, beats out of Rocky. He's got he's, no rhythm, man. He's always on the crew. He's always on, like, the team, you know? Ah, oh, fuck, he has to. Like, Rocky's banging his sister, fucking. Right. Paulie's just gonna cry and fucking go break things if Rock don't carry him around with him anyway. So oh, yeah, Paulie comes and wa- wipes uh, Rock's ball sweat. Yeah, it ain't like Paulie's fucking much used to Rock. Like he's fucking kind of like a honor. entourage. Yeah, yeah, hanger exactly. honor. Yeah, we're fucking way off topic again, but <laughs> we we love to do that on this show. <laughs> well, hey, you know we're we're the most off topic show there is, but at least we don't get off on some. We stay on topic of... Yeah, we half-assed, like, do reviews on about 15 movies and real reviews on three, eh? Because we get off topic so much. Oh, you get a lot to, to, to bite on. I mean, what... I, Fuck, I'll D, give you a lot to bite on. D, you as a listener, what what, what are the shows like? I mean, do you, do you take these all in in one sitting? Or is this, like, something you gnaw for, like, the week or a couple days uh-huh. or what? Kind of depends. Like, sometimes I'll catch it on, uh... Like, if it airs on Friday night, I'll stay up till, I don't know, 2 or 3 in the morning, listen to it. Um, sometimes I'll be out and about, and I'll download on a Sunday or something, and uh, I'll listen to it, like, uh, Monday and Tuesday, like, driving to work, you know, or, like, get, like, drive to work, listen to it, like, from there and back, and then... Yeah, like, something to get you pumped up for the day, eh? I hear where yeah. you're coming from. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like listening to the Rocky Four soundtrack or something. Just gets you all fucking pumped. Oh yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's kind of like Nick with his porno. His Forty <laughs> Second Street porno. There. Got to be rocking. And I, I, it's the menus on still right now. I mean, like my buddy came in for a minute and he's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" And it was like this weird loop. 
That must have been awkward, eh? Trying to put the fucking hand lotion and tissue yeah, paper and everything, everything away, away real quick. Yeah, yeah. Hit it under the couch cushion or you something. You know, you know that you know the drill. I've been there before. Trust me. Oh, I bet. <laughs> what What are we gonna roll out with? Uh, the uh, dark, dirty masturbation stories. Uh, what's the weirdest place you've ever jacked it? Oh fuck! You know you're just getting gay. <laughs> <laughs> Time to roll this fucking wrap it up, man. <laughs> it's getting gay on us. It's getting dirty. Well, shit, that's where you like to go at the end of the show. You like to get it greasy and grimy. You getting ready for your like career in like gay phone sex or something? Like you were saying hey, on the we last ta- show. Yeah, we were talking about that on the last show or whatever. Fuck. That was pretty fucking hilarious, actually. <laughs> I had to keep Nick from going too far. I was like, whoa, whoa, man, like fuck. <laughs> Oh, you should have heard it. Uh, we were when we tried to record that show at first. Uh, what was it? You threw in there, uh, crazy grannies throwing shitty diapers from trucks or something. Like <laughs> it was so off the wall. I wish we could have put it in the show. Yeah, I don't even know where I came from, but he was fucking like that I was know. that was gold. We lost it. Like he wanted to kill me because we lost this crazy off the wall shit he came up with. Like on the fly. I just got going on something, and yeah, next thing you know, there was like. It was something about me doing something, and, like, I was so pimp with the old ladies at fucking grannies, or th- instead of panties, they were throwing shitty depends at me and stuff. And <laughs> I can't remember, though. It was if just If you can imagine it, you, you know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> it was sleazy, to say the least. From the mind of a greaseball. <laughs> oh, True to that. Geez. That's pretty much the only reason you guys keep me around, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, you- I was just going to say, you guys got anything else to add, I guess, before we wrap it out? So I know uh, the show is going to run pretty long, but... Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Like a- I was just going to say, um, thanks, guys, for having me on, you know? Well, yeah, and you'll be on uh, Cannon Corner, too, as well. Well, everybody probably already yeah. listened to you on Cannon Corner, so this was a nice little tidbit. It's too bad Andy wasn't on. We could have roped him into getting in here, too, yeah. and we could have had the whole uh, four foursome, because we've already had a threesome with Tony and Andy... Yeah, yeah, true that. True oh that. god, this is so hey, gotten so sleazy. It's not even... you need to go like get some titties and get laid and stuff like that and get your mind off the off the dick, man. Like you just hey, who said I had a mind on a dick? Now you're filling in blanks. Wait, you say it, it ain't hard to fill in your blanks. Like you're like, oh, we had a three way with Andy and Tony, and it's like, nah, man. Like let's get some bitches in the studio. We need to get some bitches in the Yeah, studio. I'm tired of having these three ways with all you these know, dudes. The uh, Facebook page says we have a 16% uh, female audience. So. Oh, yeah, we got mad hoes listening to us. That 16%? <laughs> it's probably well, it's... like, what, three, three like crazy fucking weirdo horror chicks that like. Uh, 16% is probably 14% more than any other horror podcast, so. Well, yeah, especially as greasy as this podcast is, because this really is geared towards men. If there is late female listeners, hey, that's great, but we probably won't change our sleazy format for you. Oh, fuck so. no. If they're listening to our show as it is, they're obviously into S&M or a lady of the night or who knows. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah, my kind of ladies. Oh, I'm just kidding, baby, in case my girlfriend's listening. <laughs> Your girlfriend listens to this? Holy shit. Well, she used to listen to the Furox. I don't know if she really listens to this one anymore. She just kind of... Probably tell her don't. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like whatever, you're still doing podcasts? Like, yeah, I'm bored with that. Fuck. 
more probably thinks I'm square, but hey, whatever. What are you going to do? Well, I think we've really taken this show. I just want to say, because I know we're going to roll this fucker out here in a sec. Uh, Six hours later, yeah. It's all good, fuck. Seriously, though, I think, like, in the... This is episode 14, and, like, and you you jumped on uh, episode two. I think, like, seriously, this 13 episodes that you've been involved with, we've been able to take this further than the Ferox. Like, the Ferox could have went there, but it just didn't have enough time to grow into that. I know Tony was probably trying to slow play it. Hey, we did 17 episodes. What you talking about? No, no, about? no, I'm talking about our 14 <laughs> episodes compared to, like, your guys' 17. We came out the gate with uh, cream pie fucking explosion. Swinging dick, yeah, yeah. Well, to- yeah. Tony, w- Tony would hold me back a little bit. Like, he, uh, well, he didn't, wa- didn't want to wanna offend as many people as, like, and now I just don't give a fuck. I just yeah. Swing well, what did I tell you when we started the show that like I wanted to offend everybody? Like nobody is safe. I want to take it to like the extreme level of just pissing everybody off. And I think you were on that boat after the whole fucking bullshit with Canadian Ferox and being nice to everybody and kissing everybody's ass. And you're just like, yeah, let's just say fuck it and just put the sleaziest fucking thing we could put out there on the on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, dude, like, I, I so so much believe in, like, this podcast, like, getting out there to the masses. I don't even, like, child protect this for 18. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who listens to this. I want some kid to fucking play it and hear, have his mom hear it and fucking get offended. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what yeah. I fucking want. That is exactly what I, my goal. Is don't get offend, me fired from my job. To offend fuck. America, to offend Canada, the governments, to offend every fucking square-ass piece of shit out there. You know? Sorry, my little rant. <laughs> cool, I'm in it for the women. But, uh, yeah. I thought you were in it for the free DVDs. What free DVDs? The rock, the copy of Rocketeer I got from the D, from D there? Yeah, it was uh, my grand scheme of things. <laughs> Do 14 episodes to get a copy of the Rocketeer. But thank you, by the way, though. I'm not shitting on the Rocketeer, but... No, but no. That's, that's the only free DVD I've got since we started the show, really. Oh, that's and all. The Taming of Rebecca. I got that today. Uh, oh, come on now. I've sent you shit. What, what, what about that Blu-ray I sent you? What, what did I send you? That Corman flick. What was yeah, it? Uh, Humanoids of the Deep. We weren't doing the show yet, though. You just hooked me up because I couldn't find it. Well, you know, I felt bad, and you said you had, like, most of them already, and I was like, well, fuck, that might go out of print. I better fucking get him that. It's like, it was so cheap for me, so. Fuck, yeah, I still owe you for that. Nah, you know, don't worry about it, because you sent me a bunch of those post, you sent me, like, every post-apocalyptic film when I only wanted, like, three of them, so I totally appreciate that hookup, bro. Yeah, there you go. So you still owe me, then, is what you're saying. Well, I got you a nice little package of pornography coming your way. Oh, okay, then. All the porno, just for the heads up, all the porno is not marked, because I don't know how your uh, customs is. Oh, well, I don't care. Well, so we'll I call did... it L7 then, now that you so send me some porno. Yeah, you'll just have to, uh, you'll just have to uh, stick it in to your <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I exactly. And, uh, <laughs> Nowhere to stick it into DVD it'll, it'll player. It'll be like rolling the dice. You don't know if you'll be getting, like, water power or baby face or what you're going to be getting, what porno. So hopefully oh, okay. water power first, huh? I just don't want none of your homemade stuff. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you. Just make sure you don't dip any of that in there. No, I'm just fucking with you. Why, well, fuck. burner. On that, what better way to end the show than on that note, eh? 
Well, uh, D, let's roll the show out, man. Yeah, tell them what the fuckers have been listening to, D. All right, you greasy motherfuckers, listen to Exploited Cinema. <laughs>